for listening to the Cinephiles Digest podcast. This is episode 21. My name is Matt. I'm Tom. And this is Travis. And on this week's show, we're going to be discussing The Florida Project, which is a new film from Sean Baker, who is most well known for his film Tangerine from a couple of years ago. We're also going to talk about the Netflix original film The Meyerowitz Stories, New and Selected, the new film from Noah Baumbach. Uh, and we also have a special treat in store for you guys this time. We're going to be doing a horror movie bracket, best horror films released since the year 2000. So we made a bracket. We're going to put pit them head to head, discuss which advances in the next round and crown the greatest horror film of the new millennium. Hmm. So trick or treat. Trick or treat, baby. <laughs> we'll be getting into that later. Uh, but before we dive into our movie discussion, what is going on with you guys? We got a birthday boy here at the table. Oh, yeah. Well, birthday well, was yesterday, but yeah. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, birthday, Travis. Thank you. You're uh, 18 mm-hmm. years old now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Sponsored by Rolling Just Rock. Just shy of 30, 29. That's, yep. <laughs> just shy <laughs> that's one way to say it so yeah yesterday uh i got spoiled by my girlfriend and then we spent the day together i got the new iphone ah, i uh, thought that iphone looked slim and <laughs> large i went with the eight plus nice yeah and then uh went down to pike place and got biscuit bitch and what else did we get oh we got some donuts and then I met up with you guys, and we got some more drinks, some food, and saw the Florida Project. Yeah, at the uh, the Egyptian Theater here in lovely Seattle, which yeah. is probably my favorite theater in, in the city. Chairs aren't super comfortable, but it's a really cool theater. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. you can drink booze in the theater, so mm-hmm. drinking beer, having a good time with friends. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And then you got other birthday stuff going on today, too, right? Yep, party at my brother's house later. Everyone's invited. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a rager. Sweet. Uh, I will not be in attendance because I'm seeing uh, Depeche Mode tonight. Uh, I got some free tickets uh, playing at Key Arena. Never seen Depeche Mode. I love them, though. I'm pretty excited. Should be rad. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Um, but other than that, mostly just been hanging out, watching some things. We'll get into that later, but mm-hmm. not too much to, to talk about. The Blazers are undefeated. We can talk about that. Yeah, what, 2-0? 2-0. Oh, fucking Dodgers. World Series, baby. First time in 29 years. Yeah. Raiders, Thursday night football. Yeah, that was a <laughs> crazy game, touchdown. it sounds like. That was amazing. Early Man, we got the me. sports, the American sports trifecta here. Yeah, The NBA. <laughs> mainly. Has hockey started yet? Uh, I, I don't think I so. have no idea what the hockey season is. Oh, I went to a Sounders game last weekend. Even more sports. Yeah, I went to T- now. T- we got it. Those games are fun. Last week. Oh, TNT game. T Birds, Thunderbirds. Oh, oh, down in Kent. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea's That's like the minor league hockey team, right? Yeah. I'm more of a Silver Tips guy myself. They suck. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just Thunderbirds rule. <laughs> <laughs> Thunderbirds <laughs> rule. Silver Tips rule. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm, they're rivals, I'm compelled. So, you know, you can't yeah. like both. Okay, <laughs> fine. I like neither. Can I do that? Yeah. All right. What about you, Tom? Uh, nothing. I was on a work trip. I was in Texas last mm-hmm. week. It is hot down there. Um, Still? Yeah. It was like 79 degrees. What part of Texas? Austin. A little outside of Austin. It was uh, it was cool. Um, But other than that, I've just been watching the NBA. It was the opening week, so I was pretty excited watching nice. teams I don't care you about and loving it. Here? 
Yeah, pretty much. Give or take. That's like Tom's sport. That's basketball. my sport. That. It's the only thing I really devote time to in the sports world. Although I will watch the Seahawks on Sundays. Does FIFA count? Um, I you tell me. <laughs> okay, if Does it counts? FIFA counts. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll watch the World Cup when that happens. But that's not much of a commitment either. Yeah. Right. Uh, Travis, you said you had like a retail story you want to talk about, right? Oh yeah. So I won't disclose the retailer for reasons. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I bought a, uh, well first I'll back up a little bit. Uh, I bought Mario Party 2 on the digital console for Wii U. Mm-hmm. Chelsea's been dying to play it. And at first, when I, I bought her a gift card a long time ago to buy it. And then it wasn't on the store for some reason. And so I kind of gave up on it. But then... A couple of weeks ago, my friend said that it was on there, so I went and bought it again, or bought it for the first time, and uh, we couldn't end up playing it because I didn't have the right controller for it. So I had to buckle down and buy one of those Wii U Pro controllers, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to just because I didn't want to drop money on a controller just to play Mario Party. You should have asked me, dude. I wanted to let you use mine. Oh, well... Just, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I don't we'll touch my Wii U anymore. For... <laughs> Save that for later, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So I bought the controller. It was, uh, yeah, it was sixty dollars. It was used, but it did not say that the power cord did not come with it. Oh. It just said like you know original box and instructions may not be included or something. Right, like that. right. Oh, so no. it shows up. It's just the controller, no power cord, and you can't use that controller without the power cord. Right. There's no battery option or anything like that. So. Got onto the uh, old live chat to discuss this issue <laughs> with the customer service rep. Everyone's favorite customer ex- <laughs> customer service experience. Chat is the way to go. <clears throat> if they have a chat option, always chat. Because you can just turn into an internet gangster and get whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I explained my problem, and the rep said that, I'm sorry, but your your options are to return it. And I said, that's not a solution to my problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she said, I'm sorry, sir. I I can try and help you find a different one, but for this one, the only option you have is to return it. Was it a third-party seller or something? Not really. It was like a warehouse deal. Oh, okay. (laughs) A warehouse deal? What is that? It's like through the main vendor, but it's through their warehouse. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> continue. <laughs> so she wasn't giving me any options that I liked. So I said, you're not helping me out. You're not providing customer service. Started to throw a little tissy fit. Mm. And then... It's a hissy fit, I think. Tissy fit? It's a hissy fit. <laughs> okay, Titty <whatever>. fit? <laughs> now, you can get yourself in a tizzy, but you can only have a hissy, a hissy fit. <laughs> Okay, so she <laughs> already starting off great. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, she wasn't giving me any options that I liked, and then eventually she caved in and she said, "You know what? You can keep the item, and we'll process a full refund for you." Mm-hmm. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> Free controller. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so then I figured I'd just go buy the power cord. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I realized I didn't have to because the PS3 power cord works for it so i got myself Sweet. a free wii u controller i'm pretty stoked hell yeah <laughs> wow hey don't take no for an answer guys internet gangster that's that's how you do it <laughs> the og what are well, they called keyboard warriors keyboard warriors <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Well, nice work. Congratulations on the free controller. Could have just asked me and I let you borrow mine, but yeah. you've learned that there's no responsibility in today's world. <laughs> Next time you order something, you just should probably just complain about it anyway. <laughs> no, I only do it when I feel like it's justified. Mm. But I do expect high quality. Okay. Did you play Mario Party? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to, but you know. I hope so. I went through all that effort. Yeah. Well, That's cool. All, I got. all right. All right. Well, I think we're probably good, right? What do you think? On stories. On stories. Let's yeah. Recaps. Let's get to the the flicks. Let's talk some flicks, baby. Right. First review is going to be the Florida Project. Slow we ride. Have a clip. Let us take a listen. Yeah. I got a videotape of the kids illegally entering the utility room. I got it. I'm a total. Captain Skin, you're out of here. It's only second week of the summer and there's already been a dead fish in the pool. We were doing an experiment. We were trying to get it back alive. That wasn't my and, idea. And water balloons thrown at tourists? You can't fuck with tourists. They didn't tip us. Are you serious? No. Oh my God, this is unacceptable. I failed as a mother, Moni. You've disgraced me. Harley. Yeah, Mom, you're disgraced. And I'm going to talk to Ashley, by the way. Okay, so Florida Project, as I said at the top of the show, is the latest film from director Sean Baker. Stars Willem Dafoe, Brooklyn Prince, Valeria Cotto, Bria Venate. Uh, the plot synopsis reads, set over one summer, the film follows precocious six-year-old Mooney as she courts mischief and adventure with her ragtag playmates and bonds with her rebellious but caring mother, all while living in the shadows of Disney World. <coughs> Fuck me. <coughs> <coughs> Choking on spit. Hmm. Uh, Florida Gross. Project. What do you guys think? Well, uh, I thought... The performances were good. I liked all the performances. Very good. Especially for most of them being non-actors. Uh-huh. And the kids, too. Usually kids know the fuck out of me. But... Oh, yeah. The kids yeah. were incredible. Um, at, which is good, because the movie follows them for about 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked I liked a lot about this movie. I don't know if it did something super new, because like there are a couple other films that came to mind. Yeah. Um, I'm still always impressed when they just sort of capture that like in the moment kind of feel. There's a lot of what you have to assume is improvisation or just the kids being kids with like minimal direction. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit after we watched the movie, but yeah. um, well, it, that always impresses me and it like takes you there. Makes it feel organic for sure. Yes. It's a very naturalistic approach to, yes. to filmmaking. Yeah. It's totally. also, that's what this movie is. It's also pretty. There's a lot yeah. of like really really beautiful images, like the Florida sunsets and the colors, the color scheme with all the like the pastel-y colors and the purples and golds and stuff. Well, not only that, but they're also they go out of their way uh, to um, frame like weird buildings, just like super like quirky, over the top, like in, like orange mm-hmm. world or whatever, which is mm-hmm. like a big dome. Yeah. And then there's the, the ice cream stand. Well, yeah, it's like perfect composition. 
of mm-hmm. the building. Yeah, very colorful. That was definitely the strongest aspect of the film for me, were the yeah. visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, like, the clothes. Like, everyone was wearing, like, bright-colored yeah. shirts. Uh, the uh, the mother in the film, she has green hair, and she's always wearing these, like, you know, cute, kind of trashy outfits. Very colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was, for sure, the most impressive aspect of the film for me. Um, but I just, I just kept waiting for it to go somewhere more interesting. Yeah. I was really into it for the yeah. first 30 minutes. Yeah. Then I was like, eh, it's, it's not really going anywhere. Like the, there's not really a plot to the movie. Like Travis said, it's right. more of just kind of a slice of life type of situation. So it's just kind of, uh, these people living in these, these motels, there's like two main motels that are featured. Mm. Um, and you just are interacting with them and seeing kind of how, you know, difficult their lives are. The kids aren't in school. They just are kind of unruly and allowed to just do whatever they want, look after themselves. But I just kept waiting for something new to happen, something interesting or, or poignant. Like I, I, it, it never really took it to the next level for me. So I started to lose interest up until the end, which I was emotionally invested in. But at the same time, what I thought was going to happen is what happened, you know, like without being specific. Yeah. I was not surprised by where the movie went. You know? Right. So yeah. ultimately I mean, a little disappointing. Like I did enjoy the film a lot, but yeah, there was a lot of hype surrounding this movie. So I was, I had pretty high expectations. Um, I liked it quite a bit as well, but I was also a little disappointed. Um, it's just, most of the movie is just like scenes or just a bunch of moments that add up to this picture of, or this portrait of this, these people's lives, but it's never, like you said, like it, it, it's kind of plotless. It doesn't really ever go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, of talk about Willem Dafoe's performance in particular, as far as like the the um, critic critical uh, reviews of the film. And he was he was very good. It's it's nice to see him play an actually like warm character and not just like a fucking weirdo because he's a very interesting looking guy. You know, he yeah. usually gets yeah. typecast as like a you know, a crazy person or like a, a villain, you know, just because he has such right. a, a distinct look. One, well, he has that voice too that he can yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it's like slime. <laughs> and he was, he was quite good in this, but like people have been calling him like a revelation. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, he was, he was good. Like I, I, yeah, I appreciated mean, his role in the film, yeah, but it wasn't sunk like, into his role. It felt natural, but I mean, yeah, it was just, it was very competent performance, but. And he's also really one of the only characters that you can like really sympathize with. Like you're yeah. you're meant to 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 care for these people, but they're also like pretty shitty a lot of the time. His character is really the only one who who goes out of his way to like look after these kids, and he's very kind, but he you knows to fuck around like it's his well, job. Yeah, he has to ride that line of caring for them, but also like making sure people pay their bills, making sure kids are staying out of trouble, and all that. Totally. Um, and I did really like uh, the actress who played the mother. Uh, Travis, you were saying that they like yeah. discovered her on Instagram or something, or someone last night looked that up. She, she, she was she was wasn't Chelsea an actress. Paris who looked it up? Who looked yeah. it up? She was great. Yeah, she uh, was. Yeah, piece of shit. Like I, I totally yeah. forgot that I was watching an actress because she just seemed like a real piece of shit. <laughs> well not yeah that too but not only that but just the the way she talks and also mm. the way it was written i don't know how much of it was improvised or how much of it was in the script but you know her it felt just pretty organic yeah you know her saying things like yeah you know yes you know just like stuff like that like it just felt <laughs> like 
It didn't feel like she was reading Yas off of a script, you know? I just yeah. felt like that was just part of, you know, who she is. And it was just, yeah, uh, it felt natural. The dialogue as well. I mean, she's a really relatable character. I mean, we've probably all known people who are kind of, you know, manipulative or they, you know, they have their fallback things or they instantly like shift blame to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that all felt like just so well done. I, I don't have any complaints with the, the different interactions. None of it felt forced or scripted. Um, but yeah, anyway, she was great, but I, I, I agree with you. I started to lose focus a little bit in the last third of the film. Cause I, it was at that point that I realized it was not going to go anywhere plot right. wise. Well, and it it kind of reminded me of the glass castle in a way, a different type of movie, but as far as like the parent and kid relationship. Yeah. In the sense that, uh, you are meant to, to sympathize with these people, but they're also, you know, they do some pretty messed up things. And they have redeeming qualities and some of it's out of like necessity too. like, she, she obviously does what she needs to do to take care of her daughter, but she could be doing a lot better. Like, oh, totally. A, a she's a, she's a terrible mother. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she still does what she needs to do as far as like bare necessities to take care of her daughter. I right. think she like hustles with the like perfume selling and mm. more extreme. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I made the comment last night that it, this felt like a, a slightly less trashy Harmony Corinne film. Said it in was the, the sense, best Harmony it is the best Harmony seen. Corinne movie of all time. Uh, but you know what I mean, like uh, the 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 subjects of the film, the the people that he's whose lives he's exploring, very similar to what Harmony Corinne has done in his work. You know, kind of the white yeah. underbelly, like low income. The you know the street urchins, the 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 brawlers, the, you know, just the people who just kind of scrape by and are kind of living on the underbelly of society. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the colors, like, it's very bright, very stylized. Um, it was... It just felt more honest to me. Like, this movie just felt very honest. Harmony Corinne's film feel synthetic to me. Like, he's crafting these characters and these worlds to fit his image of, of what their lives are like. But it just feels fake to me. Yeah. I didn't get that yeah, from this well, one. I don't think Corinne goes for... Super authenticity yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah aside from a couple of moments i thought it, it did a really good job of capturing what it was trying to capture like you said the underbelly but also like the timing it's summer all the kids are out for school um it, it's bright and sunny out people are going to the pool you know they're going out at night sure, it, nice it's and they're right outside <laughs> disneyland like the imagery is unmissable and in terms of like okay like life seems great right across the street or at certain times and then you see what really happens to to people in in these situations like i'm sure the main character mooney you know when she goes back to school she's like a real problem child Mm -hmm. and has a lot of struggles with school um but you don't see that because she can just free roam and be a kid and so you get kind of wrapped up in that and then reality hits you every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, there were one or two moments where I thought it was a little heavy handed. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's not a very disciplined child, but I think that it still shows that kids in these kind of situations can still have fun with their friends and like they have like a, a huge imagination and like can make something out of nothing. Yeah. They don't they don't realize how 
like unfortunate their situation right. uh-huh. they're just kids and they're having fun it's what they know you know yeah yeah and one scene they'll be eating pizza and you're like oh man childhood and then another scene which is a little more serious you're they're eating pizza and it's like she can't feed them vegetables like this mm-hmm. is this is kind of messed up this kid's been eating pizza like for the last well, four waffles years. like yeah. they go to that friend or the mother's friends and they just get free food and it just yeah, seems like they're always, always eating just junk. eating garbage yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they like scrounge change for ice cream yeah yeah <laughs> But I thought it did a good job of, like, riding the line of, like, showing not just, like, all the terrible sides of this type of situation. Oh, totally. I mean, it's meant it's meant to uh, to shine a light on uh, these people. And, you know, they're, they're people just like anyone else. You know, they're yeah. trying to get by. They're, you know, a mixture of great to good to bad people, you know, just like any other aspect of society. Like, they're not any better or worse than anyone else. They're just living a life that you know doesn't really get a lot of time in the spotlight you know there really aren't a ton of movies that are really interested in exploring lives like this you know so i appreciate that about it but yeah i just wish it was a little more interesting i don't know yeah i agree but you you said it was a little heavy-handed i thought some of the stuff was subtle like most of it was some of the moments that they had I'm mainly thinking of one moment. Didn't explain, over explain it, but you could get a sense of what was going on or they wouldn't even like show you what happened. Yeah. Kind of figure it out later. Yeah. I appreciated that. That's true. Like I remember after the movie, you were, you had some questions about a particular scene that you were trying to piece together. Yeah. Um, No, you're right. You're right. For the, for the most part, it was, like I said, well, well done, uh, you know, struck that balance pretty well. I'm only just thinking of the scene that I won't ruin, but where I, I told you I leaned over to Sarah and said metaphor. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a total, like, metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like they could have done that a little bit differently and still gotten their message across. Or I wasn't yeah. in on that conversation. I was, like, walking ahead of you guys. Which oh. scene, without spoiling it, like, can you give me a little bit more context? Tree. Tree scene. <laughs> Big Why tree. Why do I not remember? Sitting on a tree in there. Is it? Was it in the rain? Uh, it was, uh, I don't know. I don't Same think so. area, but maybe not the scene that it was raining. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll save it for our one spoiler of the movie because there's no plot to spoil. So, well, we, right. we can we can talk about it off off air. I'm just curious, but uh, one thing I think we can all agree on, and I don't know if we can really attribute this to the film or to the sound in the theater, mm. but it was hard to hear yeah. a lot of dialogue because. One, I think it could have been a little louder, so they could have had the volume higher up in the theater, but it was just like the sound mixing seemed off because the background noise was like barely quieter than the dialogue, so yeah. it was like hard to yeah. make out. And also the thing with child actors is that they're not as good at enunciating, you know? Yeah. So it can be right. hard to understand what they're saying. And they've got three like Muppet voices competing, <laughs> and, and it's like you're listening to three Muppets from across a busy highway, and you're like, oh man, what? <laughs> yeah, but even the adult characters, it can be kind of hard to hear what's going on, yeah. depending on the scene. I do agree with you, because there was a part in the movie where I heard some background like talking, and I thought it was maybe out in the lobby, but mm-hmm. it was just in the background of the movie. But I did hear <laughs> that this movie was shot in a, like a real motel, and they didn't shut down the motel to like shoot the movie. So there'd be times where they'd be running the hotel, they would get the, the real manager out, Willem Dafoe would come in, do a scene, and then they would go back to running their business. Right. So right. I'm sure there was some <clears> stuff <throat> where 
they couldn't get that background noise out of it and it maybe added to the authenticity of it, even if it was like distracting or. Well, not even that more. What I'm talking about is there will be like five or six characters in a scene together and two of them are talking and that's the focus, but you can still hear the other characters doing stuff and talking, you know, yeah. and it's kind of, it clashes and it made it hard. Like, I feel like I missed some lines that might've been important, you know, like there's a couple small details we were discussing afterwards. We were like, uh like it's on it was unclear to me if uh the mother like was in prison or not apparently someone heard that she got like, got out but i she's, missed that she says a line in the movie like i can't go to prison again i can't get arrested i can't get again. arrested yeah. again yeah and i caught that but someone i don't remember who said that she's an ex-con or maybe paris was reading something about where they said she's an ex-con hmm. i don't know stuff Back like that story yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh Pretty solid. I definitely enjoyed it, but a little disappointed. Yeah, uh, I agree. especially with all the hype behind it. Like I was really looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, if this came out of special. nowhere, I would have thought it was probably better than I did. But I definitely, I think I prefer Tangerine, and I'm not the biggest fan of Tangerine either. But I would, yeah. I would prefer Tangerine. I think. I'd probably say this one's a little bit better than Tangerine, but I do. Tangerine's really just like more interesting. His than older, his other movies are good. Yeah, um, you were saying that. Prince of Broadway and Starlet are both really good. Sweet. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we do some star ratings? Um, no, but I will say I hope that I see Brooklyn Prince in some more stuff. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, yeah. We should say she's she's Mooney. She's the main the main character. Yeah, she's seven. Oh yeah. Well, so uh, we don't need to talk spoilers, but there's a uh, an emotional moment at the end. Did that hit home for you guys? Did you, it did for did me. You shed some tears or I I, I shed two tears. It was tears. a good scene, but I don't cry. So it uh, I am not. This so, just reminded me of our conversation last night. Yeah. She starts crying at one point. Uh, and that made me cry because I don't like seeing kids cry. But without spoiling anything, I'll just say what I thought was going to happen from pretty much the beginning is what happened. So yeah. it just like it didn't. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. That should be the case. Yeah, this is I'm, this is exactly what should be happening right now. Yeah. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Duh, this happened. Like, it does kind of pose a question, though, towards the end. I don't want to get into spoilers. Obviously, so people are going to feel more strongly about one way than the other, but I think it at least is still bringing it up for conversation. Yeah, I guess, but it's still clear the right choice is made. Like, that needed to happen. Yeah, and she's... Yeah, I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't need to get into spoilers on this movie, but... No. Uh, go check this movie out. It's a small movie. Support it, you know? This is this year's American Honey. <laughs> you guys didn't see that. I didn't see American but... Honey, but I could I could see that just based on. I think a lot of people the, would the love this actor. movie. I, I I think most people who go to the theater and see this will be pleased with it. Well, you said Sarah really liked it, right? Oh yeah, Sarah loved it. And it does yeah. have like a, a feel good aspect of it, but then it also has like a bringing up serious issues as well. So it's it's conflicting as far as what you're going to feel from it. Totally, and it is funny, but it's not, you know, like. You wouldn't call it a comedy. Like, it's not... Right. Yeah. There are parts most, that made me laugh Most of the interactions with the kids or, like, their, like, their use of language. They have potty mouths. I mean... It's very su- it's a very sweet film. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, that's enough for the Flora Project. Uh, check it out. I think we all agree. It's a good movie, but maybe not. Didn't reach the heights we might have expected it would. Yeah. Okay. So, let's move on to our next oh, review. Star ratings? We just... Oh, we haven't even done that yet. No. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> It's going to be three and a half out of five for me. Four. Four. 
Cool. Well, Four stars. We're all, we're all pretty much yeah. uh, in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. I Man, 30 minutes in, I thought it was going to be a five-star movie. Same. Yeah. And then after that 30 minutes, I started to lose interest and then it didn't go anywhere. And then like, I just kept dropping just, down. just like coasted from there. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Any last thoughts? No. All right. So we want our next review. We're going to be discussing the Meyerowitz stories. We have another clip. Let's check it out. Dad. You remember that song I wrote about that guy who worked at your studio who you never remembered his name? His name was Myron, but you called him Myron. Three times you called him Myron, till you heard the other guy say it with a B. Myron, Myron, Myron. Myron, what, what does it matter if, if you look him in the eye? Say it with confidence and look him in the eye. Don't look at your shoes, don't look at the sky. Say it with confidence and look him in the eye. Myron! Okay, so the Myrowitz stories, new and selected. This is Lay's film from Noah Baumbach. Known for the Squid and the Whale, uh, Francis Ha, while we're young. Uh, he's kind of a contemporary of uh, Wes Anderson. You know, they've worked together. Uh, people have compared him to Woody Allen as well. Uh, the film stars Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, Ben Stiller, uh, Emma Thompson. Great cast. Uh, Paul Synopsis reads, An estranged family gathers together in New York for an event celebrating the artistic work of their father so uh myself and travis we're the only ones who finished it tom started it i did stopped and then played video games this morning instead of finishing it oh yeah well sorry (laughs) first 30 minutes weren't great i agree yeah but it gets better yeah i would say (laughs) the i did enjoy the first half but i like where it went more in the second half yeah it got more interesting and delved a little deeper totally um this was it was good. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Uh, I'm kind of getting tired of Noah Baumbach's shtick. Mm. Like he's a it, kind of a one trick pony at this point. Like yeah. he he makes movies about like idiosyncratic, affluent white people living in, in New, New York. York City. <laughs> Pretty much every single movie he's done. I loved Francis Ha. Yeah, that was good. Uh, but I mean, let, let's look at his discography, or discography, his filmography. So this film, New York City, rich white people. Last film he did, Mistress America, affluent white people. While we're young, affluent white people. Squid and the Whale, affluent white people. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And he did like Kicking and Screaming, which is like a college film. Mm-hmm. While we're young in particular really bothered me about the, the rich white people because mm-hmm. they were like so young and they had this amazing flat in new york with just the most ridiculous like fucking chickens or whatever they had <laughs> yeah and then he like it's adam like, driver doesn't even up. like work really yeah he's an, he's an artist and she i the... just hate that i hate that bullshit so much yeah and so this movie is a, a bit more of the same you know it, it's uh i would say it's most directly comparable to squid the whale as far as dysfunctional family you have the older you know children the older generation um i do love the performances in this movie a lot adam sandler yeah. is great in this uh which i haven't said in a while but he he's very good in this <laughs> i don't think anyone has <laughs> yeah. uh 
Uh, ben Stiller, I thought, was really good. He has a moment yeah. that we'll talk about later that I thought was like very genuine, and I was very impressed by him. Uh, Dustin Hoffman was good. I was maybe God, expecting he, a little bit more. He drives me crazy, man. Dustin Hoffman. In and, general or in this movie? I think in general. <coughs> really? <laughs> I, I love like Dustin him Hoffman a lot more when he was like in his younger roles. Like, oh, he some was of his, like classics back from like the The 70s Graduate and 80s. is incredible. Yeah, um, and he's pretty he's pretty funny in uh, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, I seen it a long, like in a long time. So. Pretty good. Um, mainly, I'm just I maybe I'm just thinking of this movie mainly, but like instantly when he started to do what he was doing, I was like it felt familiar and it was already just like under my skin. Totally. So. Uh, yeah, I feel like this movie doesn't really have anything new or that interesting to say. I was invested. I do think the characters are interesting. I like the family dynamic of, you know, uh, Ben Stiller's, like, the youngest of three children. He's, like, the golden child. Uh, Adam Sandler, like, hasn't worked for, like, ev- like never, it seems like. Uh, but he gets divorced, so now he's, like, maybe he needs to find a job. He used to be a musician. So I like the, the, that aspect of, like, Dustin Hoffman clearly favors Ben Stiller's character, but Ben Stiller's character resents, you know, the father. And then, you know, it, it, there's interesting dynamics there that I thought were, were genuine and interesting, but nothing we haven't seen before. Nothing we haven't seen in a Noah Baumbach movie before, you know? Yeah. Like, and I couldn't really, I could not relate to the whole like New York, like artist aspect of it, but like the whole like idea of like your dad aging and, getting older and like how to handle that and how to deal with that. Like I could relate to that cause I have siblings and like, that's going to suck when my dad gets older, you know, and just dealing with that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that hit home with me. And I thought this movie had a couple really good scenes as totally. well. Like the, uh, scene near the start. I, I think a lot of people are talking about it, but, um, where Adam Sandler sings that song with his daughter. Oh, at the piano. Yeah. yeah. Did you get that far Tom? Yeah. I got through the art show where they go and, like the first art show. That yeah, and Hoffman gets all pissed off. and Oh, because um, they show up in tuxedos? Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, and then, yeah, I liked all the inter- the, most of the interaction between Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler. They were great. They actually they felt like brothers, too. Like They were cast yeah. very well. Like mm. that, was, that was good. Like Just the way they interacted. Um, well, they're technically... Or weren't they stepbrothers? Like, actually... Oh, in the, in the movie? movie. Well, they no, not they're in real life. They have the same father, right? But I think they have a different mom, right? Yeah, they're not stepbrothers. They're still they're half siblings or half siblings. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're still siblings. That's though. what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were good. All um, I can't think of the actress's name. And I don't have my phone pulled out, but the the sister, I like her a lot too. She's just kind of kind of yeah. uh, emotion not emotionally uh, socially awkward kind of you know she looks like a kind of a crazy cat lady vibe going on you know <laughs> right she was good too she especially in the second half i thought she became one of the more interesting characters well that's when we get her story cuz this movie's broken up into like three stories from each sibling's perspective mm-hmm. and kind of falls throughout but yeah hers was interesting and she's definitely had probably like the hardest as far as like what happened to her when she was younger. Yeah, totally. But the, the scene out in the woods was really good between her and her brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of scenes that I really appreciate. The movie yeah. as a whole maybe didn't quite come together as much as I wanted it to. I did really, I did really enjoy the movie though. Um, I will say uh, 
the editing is a little weird in this. I kind of liked it. Like scenes would end very abruptly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the new one selected in the title, uh, I thought is interesting because it's kind of, it's chronological for the most part, but uh, it's like little, little vignettes, like little pieces of this time in their life, you know, and the way it's edited, scene will just stop. And then we're a week later, yeah. two weeks, you know, it's hard to tell how much it's time a, it's has a passed. full story, but we only get pieces of it. Right. Um, and I liked Adam Sandler's daughter. I thought she was good. She's a, an artist. She's kind of taking the that was weird the mantle. to me though. Like the film she made. Yeah. Like, were we supposed to think they're bad? Because oh. I thought they were pretty stupid looking. Yeah, I, I mean, think we're, they look terrible. I saw yeah, the first film. Very, like artistic, I guess. Yeah, uh, I thought. I thought. I don't. I couldn't. I honestly. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell if we were supposed to think that that was good or not. Like, are we supposed? Is it like? Is it a joke? I think it was supposed to be a joke. Like it was supposed to be funny. It was yeah. supposed to be humorous. But I don't know because they were like, "Oh, she's such a talented artist," and blah blah. blah just carrying on the the, <laughs> the like Meyerowitz name, of, like New York artist. <laughs> maybe I don't know if Noah Baumbach. Is I that. thought maybe there was something to it where it was like those are his people, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> like first of all, the family appreciates art so much and wants so much for everybody in the family to be an artist that they'll say that about anybody. But on the other hand. You could make literally a total piece of shit and still be better than Adam Sandler's character. <laughs> well, I also, li- I also in the liked, eyes of the family. I also like the idea of Dustin Hoffman's character never really uh, establishing himself as an artist. Like he was a teacher at school for a long time, but he kind of lives in the shadow of uh, his contemporary, whose show he goes to. And there's comments about how oh, I, I think I'm doing my, the best work of my life right now. And like, you look at the sculpture. Yeah, he brings like, out some like tiny, stupid fuck? piece of Why wood. Why would you want to buy that? It's yeah. fucking, it looks stupid. Like, granted, I'm, art isn't really my thing. Yeah, but it's not impressive in any way. I like, no. I don't think the audience is supposed to feel impressed. It's very small, you know? And it's just like a wood block that it's like a geometric shape. It's yeah. not even like a, a carving of something. Right, right. And, and Sandler's trying to pick something that's like way more just compelling, like made of, I don't know, made of some other material that's not wood. And he's like, no, 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 those were, those were minor pieces. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, is, oh that, my which God. is interesting. I, I did like that dynamic. And I also like that Adam Sandler the whole time is 100% on his, his dad's side. He loves his art, really thinks that he's underappreciated. And then Ben Stiller is like, maybe he's undiscovered for a reason, you know, like you ever think that maybe our dad's just not like, maybe there's a reason he's not a famous artist, you know? So that kind of stuff I thought was very interesting. Uh, But, you know, didn't really go anywhere. Well, and Adam Sandler, you guys are talking about Adam Sandler. Um, he kind of uses the same excuse as Ryan Gosling's character in Blue Valentine, where he never really like tried to do more with his life, and he w- wanted to just take care of his kid because mm-hmm. that's basically like what Ryan Gosling says in Blue Valentine because he has so much potential, but like he's he's chose to basically just <clears throat> raise his family, and that's what he wants to do with his life, and and it's it's kind of an excuse, but I guess it just depends on how you look at it. And I, I did like the music in the movie, but it's not anything that would actually like, like the, I like the piano tunes, but like, he's not a great singer. Oh, right. And the songs are also just kind of dumb and very specific. Oh, I hated like, the one about the Myron. That song was... Myron. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that was stupid. 
But they that call was him Myron. <laughs> it's kind of funny because they both started singing it together. Yeah. It was kind of funny, but also really dumb. Yeah. I like those. I like those moments though. Yeah. Them bonding over that, you know. And even the song with his daughter, it was more like charming than yeah, not actually really a good song. Yeah. Like, but because yeah. they like wrote it when she was younger, and they were singing it as mm. she was like a college mm-hmm. student. So yeah, totally. I don't know. I feel like even after this discussion, I would rather watch almost any other dysfunctional family. Yeah. Like Silver Silver Linings Playbook. I would rather rewatch that. Oh, that's a much better. Thing. How about the Glass <laughs> Castle, Matt? Glass Castle is better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Critics wouldn't agree. No. But we agree. I did enjoy seeing Emma Thompson reprise her role as Professor Trelawney. <laughs> <laughs> She was really good too, just like the fucking like alcoholic wife who was just kind of loopy and said some weird shit. I wish she was in the movie more though. Um, and I don't really think we need to get into spoilers on this one, but <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess I don't really have too much more to say about it. I was Let's... pretty excited for this actually. Oh, we should talk about uh, Adam Sandler's performance in particular. Uh, when it premiered at Cannes, there was like oscar buzz people were like is, is adam sandler gonna be nominated for an oscar this year and he is quite good i do love when he actually takes a role seriously like it doesn't feel like he's phoning it in you know it feels like yeah. he's committed to it and he feels like a real human being and not fucking adam sandler you know yeah uh, and there's only a couple roles in his entire uh, career that I feel like you can really say that about. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see him do something interesting, working with interesting actors who aren't fucking Kevin James or fucking David right. Spade. Like, <laughs> and he might have a shot still. It just I think it just depends on what else comes out this year. Yeah, uh, well, it would be a supporting actor, right? I mean, he's I not really so. the lead. It's kind of an ensemble cast. Yeah, is Robert De Niro in that movie? What movie? Silver Linings Playbook? No, no, no. Meyerowitz. No, no. I thought I saw him in a picture or something mm. and expected him to arrive later. No, he's it's not probably not. Dustin Hoffman. They look kind of alike. Yeah, old guys with gray hair? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a lot of movie. You guys want any star ratings? Anything else you want to mention? Travis? No. I'll abstain on my star rating. Yeah, probably a good call since you only watched like 30 minutes of it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah, we already touched on it, I think, but I would say the second half is better than the first half. Yeah, and I will say for the movie, like, I was not having a good time, but part of that was because I was really, like, frustrated on behalf of Adam Sandler, his character. Not not only for the things that, like, he couldn't control, but also for just being kind of a small, neurotic person that can't <laughs> pull off anything yeah, on his own. totally. It did have a couple funny moments, though. We didn't really talk about that. Like, I thought the whole car scene was funny. The yeah, opening the scene? Thing? Yeah. And the, no, you missed it, probably. Oh. It was, uh, they go, like, vandalize someone's car. Oh, nice. Yeah. The yeah. Opening it, it's a good bonding moment too. between the two brothers. <laughs> it was funny, but I wish it was funnier. Like, this right. is one of the least funny Noah Baumbach movies. Because I generally find his movies to be pretty funny. I yeah. think, while we're young, kind of gets on my nerves. He's got to do something else next though uh mistress america i loved see i watched that i thought it was fine but yeah yeah i should revisit that one but i thought that one was very funny very sweet interesting like i like that that's probably my favorite film of his except for squid and the whale yeah i think squid and the whale is his best for sure um he did do that at the palma documentary too i don't know if you count that oh right really, but... yeah um oh and then one last thing i'll mention before we do our star ratings uh i had said there's a scene with ben stiller in particular where he really impressed me and it's uh, 
uh, their dad's art show mm-hmm. where, oh, he, yeah. where he he kind of breaks down and starts crying like that felt like a genuine like ugly cry you know like it seemed like it was actually uh it didn't feel like acting you know like it seemed genuine mm-hmm. i thought that was a nice touch yeah um and the adam sandler's speech too was was very good that was probably my favorite scene in the movie uh starting four i'm in a four too Sounds like I can afford to miss it. <laughs> hey, four is worth watching. I yeah, I like. I mean, we we I think we both agree the second half is better than the first half. Yeah, so but only you, four and a halfs and fives are must worth see. Worth your time. <laughs> I felt similar. To must it. see, not worth my time. Must, must see. see. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, both the movies we review, I feel I felt about the same about. Like they were both really good, both solid, but they're not going to be on like my. Didn't title. blow me out of the water. Didn't do anything like too special or new or interesting to make me really champion them also maybe slightly disappointing just based on like my own expectations and my familiarity with the director's work prior work yeah you know because i'm a fan i like tangerine quite a bit not as much as some people some people are like it's a, the film of a generation it's incredible yeah i, like, I, yeah, I feel like that gets credit mainly just because it was shot all on an iphone yeah well not only that but also the subject matter i mean the fact that it's True. trans women prostitutes like it, we don't see many movies with and that they use actual that. trans uh actors to play the roles like yeah. that was uh people don't go through what a novel idea people. yeah i guess this yeah, is, actually, yeah right? we're getting back to sean baker but i do like how he we talked about this last night how he like gets very intimate with certain aspects of like our culture mm-hmm. like he, he finds a certain type of group or you know right subgroup and highlights yeah. stuff yeah he, he he explores the the humanity in um situations that we you know don't get the chance to see very often yeah puts a spotlight on him. totes okay is that it bracket time bracket time now the I'm real excited for this now the podcast begins so this is the second time we've done this so we did this uh on the life episode yeah right? it was and like jay was on that five show. or so six, sci-fi I think. sci-fi bracket yeah, yeah so we did this with sci-fi so the best science fiction films released since 2000 is that the only bracket we've done i feel like we, we were gonna do one. a war movie one for dunkirk but i don't mm. know maybe next year yeah we should have done like uh like a superhero one for the summer. I think we considered that too, but yeah, fucking too dark, many. Dark Knight would just win. Like <laughs> we could still do a superhero one. Justice League's coming out soon. I'm excited Thor for Ragnarok. Thor. So Thor, yeah. I, I don't know why. I just because I didn't like the first one and I didn't see the second one, but I just I feel like it's gonna be good. Thor, yeah, it looks really good. Taika Early reviews TV. are really Is good. Why? Huh? Because the director. Oh wait, no, it's because Kate uh, Blanchett. I love her. <laughs> She is great. She's fantastic. Is that really why you're most excited for it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, there were a couple funny things in the previews, but yeah. I really love Kate Blanchett. In fact, they really haven't shown much in the trailers. Or at least I haven't seen the ones that show a Which lot. I like. I'm glad mm-hmm. they're not really giving too much into what the plot of the film right. is. It's more just like the vibe. You know, it's kind of goofy, very colorful. I saw some Yeah, it's got a Guardians it. feel. Sure, sure. I saw a review that described it as like a disco party. Like Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty that. excited for that oh, one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're getting off track. Uh, so we, given the time of the year, it's October. We're a week before Halloween. We decided we were going to do a horror movie bracket. So these are films released since the year 2000. Uh, Travis and I... Uh, Travis came up with the initial list. 
sent it to me. I removed some stuff, added some stuff. We whittled it down to about 20. And then last night, we whittled it down to 16 between the three mm. of us. So we have 16, not necessarily um, our favorite horror movies mostly yeah but there's some smaller ones that maybe i've seen that you guys haven't i'm sure you guys can both say the same that i would put on the list yeah but might not definitely not as important as some of the the films that we did put on these are the game changers right yeah there's (laughs) certain ones that had to be on here right man should i turn off the lights and like (laughs) close the blinds you got a flashlight can we all sit here with some flashlights (laughs) under our chairs got some uh Candy corn, yeah, that's just disgusting, dude. I actually kind of like I fucking it. hate no. candy. Oh, I like the pumpkins. I like the pumpkin yeah, ones, but the actual no, 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 candy no, no, corn. No, 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 no. I they can't eat a lot of it, terrible. But I like it. You don't like the pumpkins? Pumpkins no. are good. Oh, hey, uh, you guys ever have Noosa yogurt? The amazing. Oh, yeah. dude, amazing the pumpkin yogurt. one is so good. I just had that. The pumpkin one's great. You know, they also have an apple one that's new. Oh, and what? It really? It's delicious too. It's like apple pie. That's my favorite yogurt. Dude. Oh, I love that man. Shit. Yeah. Unofficial sponsors: Noosa and Rolling Rock. I'll tweet at Noosa when we're done. Rolling Rock didn't get back to me, but seriously though, Noosa yogurt. Yeah, Noosa is good. I actually just had it. I'm pretty sure it's just like a, a cup of sugar. It's so sweet. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's fucking delicious. I had though. a coconut oh one, God. like chocolate mm. and almond. Yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have the toppings. Oh man, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a little bit less yogurt, but it comes with the toppings. You can mix them up. Oh, perfect breakfast. God damn, they're a little expensive. It's not the cheapest yogurt. It's no yo play, but right, yeah. you're totally not worth get it. The fifty cents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fruit at the bottom. Yo play whips. <laughs> Those are gross. My dad. What? My dad doesn't stir them. He just eats it. Like, <laughs> he, he saves the yeah. fruit for the last. Yeah, it's like a treat. Oh, uh, that's gross. End. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before uh, we, Your used dad's like getting a, old, man. <laughs> we used a, a random number generator to come up with the seeds. But before we talk about the Kinda. matchups, you want to just uh, just list the movies, the sixteen movies. Then we'll maybe talk about some of the ones that we cut, so we're and not, then we'll do the we're not actual matchup. Revealing the, the seeds just yet? No, just say what movies we're talking here first. Okie dokie. Let me pull up my list. And we don't have a copy of this on our phones or anything, so you're going to be in charge of running the bracket and letting us yep. have matchups. But I will facilitate. So the list of movies we decided on are Saw, House of the Devil, Twenty Eight Days Later, The Strangers, Wreck, It. 2017, The Babadook, Get Out, It Follows, The Others, The Descent, The Orphanage, Green Room, The Conjuring, Paranormal Activity, and The Ring. Well, that's the that's the 16 that we whittled it down to, right? Yep. So, what did we have on there before? So, uh, a Trick or Cheat Treat was on there, which me and Tom have not seen. People do love that movie. But it's awesome. Would that would have been for sure on your your list if? Definitely. We had seen it. Uh, Don't Breathe was on there, which mm. is a great film, but took that one off. Train to Busan. Train to Busan. I do love fun, that movie. But I don't know if it's top 16 of the last 17 years. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, Cabin Fever. I took that right the fuck off the list because fuck that guy. No, fuck that movie. Classic. Get out of town. Who's that guy? Eli uh, Roth. Roth. It's fucking hack. No, no, no. The Boy Meets World guy. I don't know his name. Wait, what? I'd have to Is he in Sean? Cabin Fever? Yeah. Sean? Sean from Boy Meets World, yeah. Right. I don't okay. know his like, I can't his picture him. Name. I keep picturing uh, JGL. But I'm Jogo Lev. Sure. Help me out here, guys. I'm trying to get Jogo Lev to catch on. I've been trying it for like 10 years now. Oh, Jogo Lev? 
God damn it. No one likes it. It sounds like a Russian guy. <laughs> Joe, a Joe Golev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, we had your next on there. Which, which great film. Really solid. Great film. Do love it. Uh, the Mist. Yeah. Should be on here. But... The great ending. Not a great movie. Great movie. Good uh, throwback to the old. Are all horror movies, movies two words? No. It is not. Two letters, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It uh, 2017. Wreck. Saw. That's on the list, though. Those are both on the list. The Saw. Movies that are one word. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Just proven. Uh, you had 28 weeks Get later out. on there first. But... Those are, it's, I can't pick which one I like more of the two. Uh, I've only I tried to watch Twenty Eight Weeks Later when I was younger, and I turned it off for twenty minutes because I was garbage. What? The opening scene is awesome. I thought oh, it was terrible. I thought one of them was clearly better. I haven't seen either. Well, one was directed by Danny Boyle, and that's why everyone likes the first one because mm-hmm. it's great. It is great, but I feel like the third act is a little okay. <laughs> oh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, it it slows it down, down a big time. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. So let's, are there uh, no vampire movies on this? list well let the right one was on the list i haven't seen that. i would have i would have fought for that one to win the whole thing but matt and i decided to leave it off because it's it's too many things it's more than just a horror movie mm-hmm. yeah and what did you like i there was something else i wanted you said we can't have them both for some reason like what was the other one? Oh, it was i don't know you had a bunch of ghost movies and i that's like my least favorite <laughs> couldn't have final horror. destination six and seven on the list <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do love those movies, though. Mm. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, second one's my favorite. Oh, yeah. I mean, when did Gremlins come out? Is that old? Gremlins? That's pretty old. It's like 84 <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in there. All right. Should we get into the seeds? Sure. Also need to get more drunk for us to be more I fun. feel like the seeds don't matter so much as the matchups. The seeds, yeah. uh, the seeds are an operational thing. That's what matters. I meant. That's what I meant. Matchups. Okay. I guess the oh. seed, the seeds really aren't important. Right. That's how we built the bracket was random seeds. But number one seed. So I'm just gonna go down the list of matchups. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't start with the one seed. Okay. Gotcha. Keep people guessing. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So here are the matchups: The Strangers versus The Descent. Tough. Twenty-eight days later versus Wreck. Tough. It follows versus The Ring. Get Out versus Saw. Tough. Tough. The Babadook versus House of the Devil. Paranormal Activity versus Green Room. It versus The Others. And The Orphanage versus The Conjuring. I hate almost all of these matchups because I feel like I'm going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Travis usually loses the bracket. <laughs> but I know for sure there's at least like two or three where I know you guys. Well, when are you guys gang up, it's not really mm-hmm. that easy for me to. I must not have very strong opinions because I've never lost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always a winner. So I've seen all of these movies. Travis, you've seen all these movies, right? Yep. Some I haven't seen in a long time, so it might be hard for me to argue for or against them. But and then Tom, you there's like five or so you haven't seen, right? Yeah, there's a there's a good chunk I haven't seen, but most of them are not in matchups that I haven't at least seen one of them, right? Okay, well, let's do it. What's uh, top of the top of the bracket? What's the first matchup we got here? The Strangers versus the Descent. The Descent. Oh, fuck. I'm I'm also the Descent. I do love the Strangers a lot. Uh, that movie scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it, and I guess I've only seen it in theaters. That was that's what 2006, 2005, like mid mid two thousands. Yeah. 
Uh, what I really appreciate about that movie is we talked about this a little bit when we were off air, but um, uh, none of the protagonists survive. Oh, we should probably say that there's going to be spoilers in this discussion. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you haven't seen some, spoilers, maybe spoilers, maybe spoilers, some of the spoiler. newer ones will be more careful. Like get out it, you know, like the from mm-hmm. the past like year yeah. or two. Um, but yeah, the strangers. What I thought is interesting is that none of the protagonists survive. Like they just get fucking murdered at the end, and the it's killers brutal. get away. The the whole movie's brutal. It's very tense. It's very quiet, which I like. You know, it's a lot of just figures like coming out of the shadows and standing there. And like, well, and it's one of those like horror situations that could actually happen to you. And if that happened, it would be a fucking nightmare. Totally. <laughs> well, let me say this. So of any genre of horror movie, the ones that get under my skin the most home are invasion. home invasion <laughs> for sure. Because that could fucking happen. Yeah. Like ghosts. Creep me out. I like ghost movies, you know. Uh, exorcism movies can be kind of fun, but the shit that like really gets me going is home and shit that can stuff. actually happen to you. Yes, I will say though, uh, you wouldn't let me put it on the bracket, but I wanted to put them on the bracket. Oh, yeah. That Spanish home invasion oh, I think film. That's the one I was talking about. Where I said you can't have both. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, you can't have the strangers and them yeah. or something. And I went with the strangers. Uh, and I, the strangers is probably a better movie, but them. Granted, it's, you know, the genre that really, like, creeps me out. And I think it's very well done and underrated. Like, I, I will champion that film. But yeah. I do think The Strangers deserve a spot here. You know what movie you should check out is Eden Lake with Michael Fassbender? I've seen it. Oh, you have? Do you like it? It's okay. It's kind of similar to them in a way. Yeah. The ending is pretty fucked up when... I, I, I don't really I don't remember, remember exactly what happens, but it's one of those endings where you're just like, oh, yeah. fuck. I sh- I would, I'd be done to rewatch that. <laughs> um... But having said all of that about the strangers, the descent is like one of the heavy hitters for me on this bracket. Yeah, well, like the, so I haven't really given a vote. Not not that it really matters because I'm already down two zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's really tough for me to pick, um, but I might go with the descent too. But it's just like by a smidge. Like the movie is so claustrophobic. And interesting, like how many like cave spelunking movies are there, you know? Right. Like, and it was all female cast, which is rare, especially for when it came out. Very cool, very cool. And also, one of like I'm we're talking like top five scariest scenes of the oh. new millennium. The part where the, the their lights go out and they the turn on the time, night right? vision yeah. camera and the camera pans and then the monsters just like standing right behind and them. They're yeah. They make those like crazy noises. Oh my god. God, it's funny because I haven't seen that movie probably at least a decade, but mm. there's still images of that movie that are like burned in my brain. Totally, and it's brutal. Like the violence is and super graphic. The girls are badass. Yeah, it too. I mean, it's yeah, you're like rooting for them the entire time, and well, not only the monster stuff, but also them just navigating these tunnels is really harrowing because it gets like really tight. Like they barely fit through some of these things. They're worried about like shifts where the rock could just crush them and pin them. Yeah. There's that part where there's like a basically a, a huge drop off that they have so to like they have to jump across and like pickaxe. Someone like climb like shimmies across the top and like draws the line and hammers in like the carabiners and stuff. I watch this again, dude. This movie's awesome. Um, I am so down. I haven't seen it since I was. Yeah, I, I saw a scene. I saw it in the theater, and I might have watched it yeah. at home once after, like on DVD. I've or seen something. it probably like three or four times. This is one of one of my favorites. So are we in agreement? Tough matchup, but yeah. Wait, have you seen the Strangers Tom? Oh, you uh, saw just the end of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so obviously you're. 
on the well, side. Yeah, but I have a, like a great, story about the descent. Great masks in the strangers. Yeah, great masks. So. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to save it for the next round. It might come in, you know. Yeah, it might that's come true. in handy. That's true. That's true. Okay. One other thing I wanted to touch on about the strangers was, oh god. <laughs> not, a, not again oh god <laughs> i forget what i was gonna say now um never mind all right okay it's gonna lose anyway so it doesn't really matter bye bye strangers okay. okay so the descent moves on to the next round all right key that in here now 28 days later versus wreck i abstain i haven't seen either of these either of them okay so Ooh. it's wreck for me I love them both. Like I hate, like I said, I hate all of these matchups. But Wreck yeah. is another one of those like genuinely frightening. Wreck is definitely scarier than Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, Twenty Eight Days Later is an incredible film, but we touched on this. The third act is there's, by far the worst part of the film. Off. Yeah, for sure. There is um, some really good moments. Okay, Twenty Eight Days Later. Twenty Eight Days Later is zombies, right? It's yeah, it's, kind, kind of. Kind of. It's, it's like, a like a zombie movie, but I think it's rabies that they attach mm-hmm. it to. Yeah, basically. And this was like the original, maybe not the originator, yeah. but one of the first like fast zombie movies. So let's talk about what we like about 28 Days Later real quick. Uh, I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah. And well, I love how how desolate the world feels like at the start when he's just like oh, he's wandering, wandering the, the empty streets. And he's wearing like those like hospital scrubs. The gown. Yeah. yeah. The hospital gown. His butt's hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Killian Murphy is good in it too. I think I like him in this. Yeah. I think and this might have been the first movie I saw him in. I love the relationship between uh, Brennan Gleeson and his daughter. Uh-huh. And there's something that happens in the movie. Oh and it's, fuck! It's so because you're just like, oh fuck, God damn. that's good shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, the that that first third of the movie is so good because it's so eerie and you don't really know yet what happened. Um, I'm trying to remember more specifics. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. I've, I've probably seen it like two or three times at least. But um, it's just like a zombie survival. Type yeah, movie. Uh, he finds I like other the gr- survivors along the way, and they're trying to get to safety. And it, it has a kind of a grainy visual look, you know. Like I think it's the cameras he used, but it's just like kind yeah, of gritty, it looks like kind of shitty in a way, but it almost yeah. adds to the movie. Yeah, totally. Um. Very solid movie, but Wreck... I think like, I'm going to go with Wreck, too. Wreck scared the shit out of me so, the first time I saw it. I saw Quarantine before Wreck. Oh, really? And I thought Quarantine was garbage. I saw Quarantine. and I. Yeah. So did you know they were... Uh, quarantine is the American remake of Wreck? It's, no. It's weird how good Wreck is compared to Quarantine, and they're very similar, but just the way that Wreck executes everything is a lot better also mainly it's the performances that bothered the shit out of me in court jennifer carpenter is the worst <laughs> i hate her she's the worst in dexter she's the worst in everything is she the I've lead seen. actress in- yes in quarantine okay yeah she sucks that's the main reason why quarantine is so much worse than wreck yeah and i think wreck being a foreign film kind of helps because it, it separates you a little bit more from the story where it's kind of more believable in a way mm-hmm. and yeah just it's also another claustrophobic movie where it's all set in that like, oh, fuck. like flat apartment, like buildings or yeah, it's kind of like apartment a, complex. a shitty apartment complex. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that scene though at the, the end of Wreck when he goes up, well, that too, the old lady. But what I'm talking about when he kind of goes up into that like attic thing and he puts the camera up. Oh right. And then he looks around and then you see the monster up there and it's just kind of sitting there. I don't know if it sees him. Like God, that gives me the chills just thinking about Does it. Does that end the same way as Quarantine does? I believe so. Or she like gets pulled and then 
cuts. Yeah, the camera just keeps rolling. Yeah, yeah. it's a found footage movie. We, did we mention that already? No. Yeah, it's a found footage film. Uh, one of the better ones for sure. Have you seen Wreck Two or Three or? There might be like there are, there is a fourth now. one yeah okay. there's a fourth one um no I so the second one uh is takes place during the events of the first film but it follows the police officers oh, okay. so it's like the same it's kind of the same movie and I've heard it is good but I haven't seen it and then the third and fourth are not found footage films they're just like yeah. zombie movies okay so we're going with wreck going with wreck okay you should watch rack tom it's yeah no awesome. i will i've only seen it once too i'd be super down to watch it again cool we should watch it yeah this is t- i mean because i would have been okay with the strangers or 28 days later winning so far but we haven't had any like huge arguments yet <laughs> yeah well we're we'll get to it <laughs> yeah. don't worry it you follows in the ring up it's it follows for yeah, sure it follows. it follows that's that's lame though because i feel like the the ring should get through one round it's unfortunate but well, that movie's not special. bad. Like, it was such no, a big thing great. that people yeah. started to hate on it afterward and be like, oh, the ring it was iconic scary. too. At the it was time. a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it totally was. And I rewatched it like maybe four years ago and I was like, this movie's fucking scary. I forgot about how scary this movie was. I didn't see it back in its heyday. I didn't see The Ring yeah. until like high school, I think. Yeah. Because that movie came out when we were probably like 10 or so, you know, like right, right. around there. It came out like 2001, I think. Oh, geez. Yeah, we were young. Really yeah, no wonder. Because I, I didn't, I definitely didn't get to see it when it first came out. That so, makes sense. I saw it later, but that movie is legitimately frightening. Yeah. People like to uh, shit on it because it was just so popular. Naomi Watts. Like, yeah, dude, my favorite Ryan actress. Uh-huh. I got parodied uh-huh. from scary movies. So. She's like, oh, oh my gosh, what's this behind the what's this behind the wallpaper? Uh <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's uh it's I'm not gonna call it cliche, but the, the most iconic scene from the ring is when Samara like crawls out of the TV and everyone mm. has seen that, but it's still genuinely mm. scary. Mm-hmm. Like that is yeah. hard to watch. Well, and when she comes out of the uh, out of the well and her you know, it's exorcist style. Like her feet are going in front of her oh, head and yeah. shit. Oh like, yeah, what <laughs> the Verbinski hell? That? Who? Verbinski. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, the ring is good. I don't really know how many me personally it would beat on this list, but it's one of the more important films on the list, and I feel like we should recognize that. You know? Well, yeah. we sh- maybe we should say why it follows is gonna go through because I like it follows better. That's why I want it through. Well, the score alone. <clears throat> We're in a we're we're all in agreement that it follows is going to move on. Do yeah. we want to just save this conversation for the next round? Yeah, I guess because so. it's yeah, unanimous. Like true. it's not even close for me. Like that's it true. follows is like it. Well, I'm not going to play my card now, but it's it's a big one for me. Yes. All okay. right. It follows advances. This one is probably the toughest for me oh, as far as first fuck. rounds go. Get out versus Saw. Oh, it's Get Out for me for sure. Get Out. I haven't seen Saw. Sorry, but I love Saw. Was so iconic again it's it's right up there with the ring or mm. paranormal activity like they, these were phenomenons like you said totally totally one of if not the most uh important at least uh generally speaking as far as like uh pop culture yeah like you said like we said a phenomenon like yeah, it spawns like, it was six like, sequels there's seven saw movies and jigsaw comes out next week Right, yeah. The, the fact that it spawned this many sequels and has been able to stay relevant for like since the year two thousand. Mm. Is Spawn on this list? We should get that on there. No. Spawn. That's also a nineties movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like the uh like the fifteen year old Travis would have went with Saw. I mean it's it just sucks too because this was like the start of this came out what, two thousand, two thousand one? Oh Saw? no, it's like two thousand four probably. Oh, okay. Well, early two thousands and sure. get out is like 
this maybe year. six months old yeah. right now. Came so out in February, yeah, but so. it's tough to like pin the, like battle these ones out. Um, but I would probably go with Get Out too. I mean, Get Out was also kind of a phenomenon, you know. Like wow, this I just realized that it's going to be It Falls versus Get Out. God damn oh it! God. Hey, uh, okay. that's going to be a good one. Tell me. So here's what I always think of when I think of Saw. I think, okay, there's yeah. not going to be a lot of suspense. It's just the person has to make a decision, and it's going to be gross. The first one is the best one. Though. That's what it turned into. Okay. So this uh, wh- another reason why Saw is important, and some might hold this against the film, but Saw was kind of what kicked off the, the torture porn phenomenon. Right. But the first Saw is like genuinely clever and, and horrifying, you know, like these the, the situations that the people are in, there are legitimate ways for them to escape the situation. It as the series progresses, it turns more and more into just the craziest ways you can kill people, and most of the time, there's no chance of escaping. You it know, turns more into a game, like because that's the that's the whole thing is that he's giving these people an opportunity. Well, what's the plot of Saw? So he's <laughs> he's kidnapping bad people, essentially this killer. He's not actually killing anybody, but he's staging these elaborate games. I want to play a game or whatever he says. Uh, where that's, that's what he says. they can, <laughs> yeah, he says he wants to play a game. They can't escape. There is a way for them to. It's almost like a puzzle. Some of them are puzzles, or they have to do something Jigsaw. horrifying <laughs> to get out of the situation. So it's like that's an interesting concept. You know, someone who like is finding these people who have done bad things and forcing, you know, put it like shining a light on it and saying. Hey, you did this really shitty thing. I'm going to put you through this horrific experience, but you can save yourself. You know, yeah. I'm not going to kill you. But from there, I, I do like Saw two and three, but the yeah. first, especially the ending of the first Saw, like when that happened, blew it my blew my mind. mind. <laughs> blew my fucking mind. Gotta see it. Yeah, we shouldn't spoil it because you should. You should watch it, Tom. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets a bad rap just because of what the franchise turned into. It was like. Low budget, though. Wasn't it like an indie movie that kind of just came out of nowhere and just took steam, kind of like Paranormal Activity? Yeah, and this is this is James Wan, right? Yeah. That was, one yeah, of his earliest one of his earliest films, yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah, Saw is more iconic, but Get Out is a better movie. Mm-hmm. And Give it 10 years to him. Yeah, we'll be we'll talking see. about Get Out in the yeah, same exactly. way. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. Totally. Down the road. And yeah, I don't, we don't need to really talk about Get Out yet because the next round is going to be tough. But, <laughs> well, we'll get into it, but... I hope we get out of it. You think it's going to go. <laughs> All right, They're well. both five-star movies, okay? <laughs> well, get out to four five-star movie. But... All right. Okay, disagree. The Babadook versus House of the Devil. Oh, fuck me. This is maybe my hardest first round. I'm going with House of the Devil. I'm going Babadook. I haven't seen House of the Devil. Babadook. So Babadook. But I love Babadook. I yeah, think Babadook great. is incredible. I was a little disappointed by it. Come on, dude. I was like white knuckled that yeah. entire movie. Well, I will say I was a little disappointed by the very end. It gets a little corny. Uh, it, it was uh, anticlimactic because like uh, uh, she basically says like, you can't have my son. And the Babadook like, like the, there's that light that shines on her and her face just like goes crazy. And then the Babadook just kind of like slithers away into the night. And dude, he's, up, um, that he's would be out of the again, book. You should, dude. Babadook is like genuinely scary. House of the Devil is awesome. The way he nailed the like seventies aesthetic. Yes, 
Uh, House of the Devil's... dancing to... Is it one thing leads to another in the kitchen? Yes. That's like one yes. of the best That's Greta Gerwig, isn't it? She's in it, but that's not her. She's not the main... She's not the babysitter? No, she's not the main actress. She's the, like the babysitter's friend. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Um, there's some very startling very, like, violence in it. Yeah. But it's very much a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those movies where, like, you're watching it and you're like, ah, oh, this is... It's a slow burn, but it... it holds my attention the entire way and it has one of the best payoffs too yeah because like it's a definitely a slow burn but you don't look back on it you're like man that's kind of boring up until the end Mm -hmm. it was like it's interesting and there's this just like uh palpable tension yeah yeah it just like permeates (laughs) the whole thing and then once you get to the climax like the last 20 minutes of the movie it's fucking crazy Mm. i will say i don't think it's like scary no it's really cool it's very tense though it's done and even the ending too, like at the very end, like the last scene or last shot, mm-hmm. is also just adds another element to the movie. It's, yeah, it's so good. I do I love House of the Devil. I would like to see it advance, but the Babadook for me, for sure. Um, I will say this: it's not on the list, but I really like the Innkeepers. Have you guys seen the Innkeepers? No, mm-hmm. it was Ty West's follow up to House of the Devil, and it's like a, a ghost movie, so Travis wouldn't like it, but. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Another slow burn. It's so a little, predictable. It's a little goofier. It's like funnier. Like there's these basically these people who work in a hotel and it's haunted. So it's like kind of funny. Uh, but also once it gets to the end, like some really scary, scary stuff. Innkeepers is cool. Uh, I recommend anyone listening to check that out if you haven't seen it. House of the Devil, great movie. It's got to be the Babadook though. How you guys doing on beverages? Uh, I could do another one. I, I'll chug the rest of this. Yeah, I'm about there too. When do you guys want to? Grab them. Mm-hmm. Paranormal Activity versus Green Room is the next one. Have you seen both, Tom? I have seen both. Okay. I would say if we're going off of first viewings, Paranormal Activity wins. But upon rewatches, Green Room. See, this is the one that I thought I was going to lose for I got to sure. go Paranormal Activity. Yes! Watch, I thought you were going to go Green Paranormal Room for Activity sure. Activity at home now, though. Dude, I own it. Have you watched it recently? Yeah. Though? Well, I mean, maybe like two years ago. It's not the same. Like once you know what's going to happen, and like not in a the theater. Neither of them are the same. That way, no. Green Room was just as good a second time around. You guys are bigger fans of Green Room than I am. I, I do like Green Room Green a lot, Room. but I like Blue Ruin more. Mm, they're like on par for me. Well, I don't know. Like talking like cultural phenomena green room like, setting and plot alone is awesome but then the way it's all executed is very good yeah paranormal activity it's, it's there's nothing ones. like it it does so much with so little it's very standalone it's, in it's my iconic mind. it's one of those ones where it's more iconic than the other movie but i think green room's better you know it was also like it was at the perfect time because it was like right when like a home video system was like sort of a thing that you could kind of understand and be like oh yeah people have those people set those up for their kids now it's not like crazy expensive and it's easy to set up and then it's like okay you have a haunted house but no this is like the weird shit and it's all the shit that like is in your head like i'm pretty sure my foot was under the cover like six minutes ago what's going on you know Oh, God. It was... And the way it just escalates as the movie progresses. Mm -hmm. Like, it just gets more and more aggressive. Like, things are more and more blatantly supernatural, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. this movie scared me. Yeah, no. I loved it the first time I saw it. And it did generally scare me where I was kind of afraid to go home and, like, 
sleep in my bed by myself mm-hmm. just because of what might happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. Have you guys seen any of the sequels? Yeah. Yeah. Three Let was pretty scary. Let me know how you scary. feel about this. Three is actually my favorite. I prefer three to the first one. Three scared the shit out of me, too. Three <laughs> is my favorite. Which one is Three is the again? one in the 80s. It's kind of like a, not an origin story, but that's the one where at the end, there's like, it's like a weird cult. Oh, like yeah, those people come into the house. And there's that part. At the uh, kitchen? Oh, yeah. Where, the, the where she's sitting at the, the island. Sheet, and then, uh, oh, wait. What's, no, 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 what are you talking about? I, I think this is in three, where she goes and she sits at the island and it's like a, kind of a moment of quiet. And then literally every cabinet and drawer in the, in the kitchen bursts open. I think that might be the second one. Is that in the second one? The third one is where she walks into the kitchen and you can't see, like, it seems like nothing's happening. And then all of the pots and pans just drop Oh, yeah. Ceiling. Okay, very similar. Then. Yeah. Um, but the Maybe third... that's what I'm thinking of, actually. Maybe, maybe yeah, it's maybe. not the cabinets. It's just all, all the pots and pans. Um, but the third one, there's uh, a scene uh, towards the end, like the climax of the film, where uh, someone's walking with a camera and they look up and there's a body, like, standing at the top of the stairs. And you're like, what is he doing up there? But then you look closer and he's actually, like, floating. Mm-hmm. And then the body is just thrown down the mm-hmm. stairs. And yeah. And we're like, fuck. Like, the climax of that movie is so good. But Are we still talking about the first Paranormal Activity? We're talking about the third one right now. <laughs> I would just want to throw that out there because I like the third one more. I, I, I do th- think it's worth... Did three make the bracket? I mean, it could. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that that series didn't completely devol- devolve into bullshit. Oh, well, after that. It kind of did. After that, it did. Did it's... it go past three? Oh, yeah. There's like six of those. I would oh. say it's similar to Stop at three. Saw. Like, yeah. It was like... The first three... Well, I don't like the second Paranormal Activity very much, but... It it's okay. a lamer... It's less interesting. Characters are I would say, if I, if I never rewatched Paranormal Activity, I would vote for that one. But since I watched it at home now... Like, it just wasn't the same, and I don't ever care to, like, try and recapture, like, what I felt the first time, because I know it's not going to happen. So, um, but yeah. Green Room's a lot of fun, where I could go back and watch that anytime. and the first time I saw it, I loved it. Like, I love the plot of them being at that show, and them just getting into this, like, crazy situation, and then it's like a survival-type movie. And I think you have a fair argument here, but in terms of, like, a horror bracket, where the whole point is to experience for the first time, like the true yeah. terror. Mm-hmm. I, I go do paranormal love paranormal activity. Room, yeah, paranormal it's activity. tough. It's kind of apples and oranges to me. Uh, from what I remember, I think the alternate ending to paranormal activity is better than mm-hmm. uh, the theatrical because the theatrical if version, the like she gets thrown at like the she gets thrown at the camera mm-hmm. in the alter in the the theatrical version, which is kind of cheesy. Like that's yeah. one of my few complaints. But yeah, I think the cops come and she like Fucking runs at them and they or... kill her. Yeah, but then she's in the other movie, so obviously that ending's not canon. But yeah, uh, I love paranormal activity. That. Was- my brother loves Paranormal Activity. Yeah. He was like fucking all over it when he saw it. It, it, it came out of nowhere. That was when one of he, those movies that was just like a really low budget. Like, do you guys yeah. remember the commercials for that? They would show like audience reactions. Oh, that was yeah. one of the first movies that did Did you that. guys see it before it was cool though? No. Before. I, I mean, did. I saw it when it came out. But, but did you see it like before it went wide? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Probably not. I was cool. I saw it before it went wide. Well, good for you. <laughs> All right, so all right, paranormal, paranormal activity. activity advances. It's not going to get much further, but I do like that movie yeah, quite a bit. Get fucking wrecked later <laughs> by wreck. <laughs> yep. Uh, it versus the others. Ooh, that's a tough one. I love the others. I'm going with it. Oh 
man. I don't know. Wow. This whole right side is so ghost heavy. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the orphanage and conjuring. Oh, fuck that. That's. Ugh. So far, we have the Babadook and Paranormal Activity. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I might have to go it. I think the others is uh, another slow burn type film. Mm. Uh, very effective. Like, I love the setting. I love the the visuals, like the way everything is framed. Like he has a good way of racking up tension. I think the that's a man. Alejandro uh, Amenabar. I think is the director of that. The guy who did a uh, 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 Elmar Adentro and uh, yeah, uh, those ones. Spanish uh, directors know Ab- how to Abre know los, how to do a ghost Abre movie. Los Ojos, <laughs> uh, which I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Open Your Eyes. Oh, is that the Vanilla Sky? Original? Yeah, Vanilla Sky is the American remake. Mm. Open Your Eyes is one of the best movies ever. Just FYI, if you guys want to check it out. Uh, I need to watch that. Yeah, uh, the others. The remember the part where uh, the little girls are on the sheet. Yeah, are like, you kidding? I am your little girl. And she oh takes off being as a fucking old woman. Like, yeah. very yeah, definitely very frightening. But I think I have a lot of nostalgia for that because we owned it, and like as a kid, that was one of the first horror movies I saw, and I would I watched that movie probably eight or ten times oh yeah uh i loved it so much but i loved it as well i don't know it doesn't matter i'm gonna cast my vote for the others because i think it's it's worth it okay i gotta go in i gotta go in on this one i mean as much as i love the others like again talking like cultural phenomenons like it is the biggest horror movie ever made it's very well done yeah universally there's something like i feel like it doesn't matter who you are. Like you'll find something that like frightens you in this movie. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I think the others is probably more unsettling for me, but it was consistently like breakneck, like just relentlessly mm-hmm. not, maybe not scary, but unsettling, you know, it would just it's, like, it would just more go fun from, too. it's more entertaining. Yeah. And it's genuinely like uh, heartfelt too. Like, I feel like the relationships in it are fleshed out well. Like the character yeah, development. Like the, the non-horse stuff is really good. Just it? thinking back to it, but I'm I'm thinking of like the pattern. Bill Skarsgård like, is Pennywise. Is awesome. Oh my yeah. God. He's so good. <laughs> so good. That first scene. I mean, we did the yeah. review of it, so we don't really have to talk too much about it right now. We'll wait until whatever the next matchup is, but yeah, I gotta go it. Sorry, Tom. No, you guys are right. It's the right call. But I, I feel like the others would have advanced to the next round if it was going up against the first right else. call on, on this side of the bracket. So <laughs> well, the next one, I don't even know. What's what's uh, the matchup again? Orphanage and Conjuring. This one's really hard for me because I probably like the Conjuring the most at this table, but the Orphanage is like. You probably like both of these movies. Who's the in the Orphanage? The, yeah. the Orphanage, not any big name. It's Actually, you just movie, you need it? to give it's me the Spanish. You need to give Spanish me some film. of both because I haven't seen them. Have ne- have either of you seen the orphanage? I have. Okay, so you haven't though. Have you seen the Carnage? No. Same oh, guy fuck. who did Monster Calls and that other, yeah. the Impossible, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie, uh, if we're talking like scariest movies of the new millennium, this one like scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another ghost movie, so it's essentially about this woman who is hired to work at this orphanage, uh, and it's haunted. So she's seeing you know kids running around. Dead kids creep me the fuck out. Like Blair Witch Project, you know, like the, the part where they're at the tent and they hear the kids like giggling and the tent starts shaking. Like mm. kids are scary. <laughs> yeah, they're horrifying. Uh, it's 
very beautiful like aesthetically the film looks gorgeous like the house is really cool this is the orphanage right yes and it's subtitled so it's a spanish film uh very effective (laughs) (laughs) incredibly effective uh some of the most genuinely frightening like uh scare like it's not like there's no jump scares here it's like very steadily building the tension you're like oh my god what's gonna happen the music is very effective and then when you actually see the ghosts Mm-hmm. Oh my god! There's one part in particular where there's like a kid who's like wearing a mask, like chasing her down a hallway. Ah, oh, it's so scary. Uh, I would. I love the Conjuring for, too, though. I'd probably go for the Orphanage, but I don't. Yeah? Lo- I don't love either of these movies. I think they're both good, but yeah. I probably have to watch them again to be honest. The Conjuring is also we got to do. Uh, we got to do Wreck and the Orphanage double feature. Hell yeah! I, I'm super down. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Conjuring, that's another one of the recent horror phenomenons. Uh, it's, you know, another... What I feel like this one just kind of like went, is... went by in the wash of like horror movies. The Conjuring? Yeah. There's a whole Conjuring universe now. That's Matt's the favorite Anna... cinematic universe. Yeah, dude. The Annabelle movies. <laughs> There's Conjuring 2. Like, it's mm. like the new thing in, in horror right now. As mm. far as like franchise horror. Um, The first one, though, is genuinely uh effective did like, it come out the same year as insidious i swear they came out close. around the same time pretty close i think conjuring was I actually insidious after came first yeah by like a year or two insidious is not very good so conjuring was 2013 i love the, the the period piece aspect of it uh the main actress i can't remember her name Insidious was 2010 hmm. um is it vera farmiga? vera farmiga that's not the one i'm talking about though. the one who actually lives in the house i got it up uh, she was in six Lily feet Taylor? under maybe is she the mom who actually lives in the house she's the third person on the list uh, that's probably her then but like that sequence with like the yeah. the clapping like she's she plays a game with her kid where the kid claps and she's supposed to find where the kid is so she thinks she's playing a game with her kid but it's actually the ghost clapping so like you hear the clap she goes into the closet there's nothing in the closet she hears another clap and then she watches the doors open and she's like and then she like goes down in the basement and then this is in the trailer for the conjuring i don't know if you ever remember like the trailer for that movie Mm -hmm. but there's a part where uh she's holding a candle and she's going down the stairs and she's like it's silent and she's waiting to see if she can hear anything and then two hands just come into the frame and clap right next to her ear and then she freaks out like really creepy shit um but the orphanage takes it for me Orphanage it is. Alright. I won't fight you guys. Well, yeah, it's I, couldn't care. <laughs> I couldn't care either way. Neither are going to win, so... Ouch. Yeah. Well, there. don't say that about the Orphanage. It's going to get wrecked. Yeah, it's going to get wrecked. By wreck. So, now we're into the... This is the second round? Was that yeah. the end of the first round? Yeah. Okay. So, now it's the Descent versus Wreck. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's the Descent for me. Let me tell my story. I feel like this is the appropriate time. Okay. Your descent story, right? Yes. So I watched this um, senior year of college. It's the first time I saw it, and uh, I was pretty newly dating Sarah because I we started dating in like January or something. It was still winter, you know. Gets pitch black like at five thirty, right? Oh, yeah. And so us and like three or four other college friends were watching this, and that scene that you were talking about starts where they do the night vision, right? <laughs> yeah. So first time you see the monster, and we hear this like piercing scream like the most high sharp note ever 
And everyone's like, oh, my God. And they were freaking out both by the movie, but also because, like, everybody's ear eardrums were totally shattered. Like and I look at Sarah, and I'm like, Jesus, Sarah, like, what <laughs> What are you doing? She, she looks at me. She says, that was you, you asshole. <laughs> and I was like, it was? <laughs> you didn't realize? I that had no oh idea. <laughs> I genuinely thought she had screamed in my ear. Uh, it was me the whole time. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So you, are you going to the descent on this one? Yeah. Well, he hasn't seen any wreck, movie that is that oh. terrifying deserves. Yeah, dude. Like I said, that scene. It's kind of acknowledgement. Fuck me. I could probably go either way, so I'm okay with the des the descent moving on. It's gonna get real tough though. The next. Round. Oh my god. We should we should watch wreck though. I've only seen it the one time. I'm down to rewatch that one. But mm -hmm. yeah, the descent. That's one of the heavy hitters for me. So. Okay. So Advance. moving on. Top four. Fuck. This is. The toughest matchup we'll probably ever face. It follows and get out. Nah, it's nah, it's, it's it follows. Get out of here. Just let's not even have the conversation. Just say it follows. Let's I go. am. Let's go. I love get out. I'm inclined to pick it follows because I think get out is the better movie, but maybe not. It's not pure horror. I just don't think of get out as pure horror. Yeah, it's like yeah. There's so much going on in that movie. I'm okay with either one advancing. I love everything about It Follows. You had mentioned that the score is what really makes it. I do agree. I own it on vinyl. Like, I fucking love the score. Uh, but also, it's just a it's a really pretty movie. Like, the mm -hmm. way everything looks. And yeah. it's also really interesting because the director went out of his way to make it seem like uh, it's timeless. Like, he plays with... Uh, the setting, the way the characters dress, because uh, the that they it use. <laughs> yeah, it feels kind of like it's an eighties movie, but it's modern day. Right. And then there's yeah, the devices that character has that like clamshell like e reader thing where she's reading the book on like a, a clam type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So he did that intentionally so that you couldn't, it wouldn't really feel like it's, it wouldn't be dated, you know, mm. because it, it, it he is goal was to make it feel timeless mm -hmm. yeah. um but it's also just genuinely scary like that part um where they're they're in the house and uh uh make them or micah monroe's character is upstairs and um they hear the knock on the door and it's just their friend with the glasses so the door opens and they're like oh what's up and then that super tall guy mm -hmm. walks through the hallway in the shadows behind her like yeah. oh, i almost pooped the first time i saw that <laughs> like god damn it yeah, the opening oh, is it the opening scene where she's getting chased out of her house. Yeah, 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 and, yeah and the music is the ding 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 ding. I also like the scene at the beach. Yeah, and also when she's in the classroom. And the classroom is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, that oh, one's God. good. Or the scene where uh, uh, it's like the three hundred and sixty degree, like the camera is spins slowly where they're at the school trying to track down uh, the guy. Yeah, and you see the 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 old woman. Uh, uh, I don't know. That that's a different scene. Uh, you see the person walking toward the camera, yeah. but it keeps spinning. Yes. So every time you come back, the person's closer, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like you realize, like, "Oh, that person's yeah. coming." That's a really good scene. Uh, I will say though, uh, I feel like this is a near perfect movie. But I mean, while we're here, I feel like it follows going to advance. But let's just say the pool scene, pretty lame. Yeah. That's my least favorite part of the movie. Let the right one in did the pool scene way better. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I get that the the point was that they con- concocted this like elaborate but pretty stupid plan, and then it just immediately falls apart as soon as the the the, the monster or whatever arrives. Yeah. Uh, so that's my least favorite part. But I love the ending of the movie too, where they're holding hands and there's a person following them, but you don't know if it could just it could just be someone following right. them or is it actually it? You know. Right. I fucking love this movie. They're both. Really good. Like I said, both five stars. I'm okay with either one moving on. Get Out is a great movie. It's like trying it's... to pick between two of my children. Get <laughs> Out is probably more interesting. Maybe a more important film, but not that scary. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's probably, I would say it's maybe a little more fun and entertaining. It didn't. It just didn't resonate with me the same way. The teacup scene is just like my oh. my favorite scene of, of like the year. That, yeah. But other than that, I... You know, I just think it's really Same. good. I don't think it's amazing. <laughs> oh, dude. Ooh. <laughs> Can't say that. Yeah. It freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Okay. But it follows your... It think... falls. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you guys both voted for it falls, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's no point. In... Well, you can give it a... But you sound like you would go either no, way. Anyway, it's okay. So. It's okay. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay. You gonna get over it? <laughs> For the listeners, Travis is crying now. It's not okay. It's pretty awkward. Take a giant dump while you guys figure out this other side of the bracket because I could care Ghost less. Stuff. <laughs> What's the next uh, matchup? The Baba Duke in Paranormal Activity. The Baba Duke. God, you guys are. It's so funny how like strong you are like in the first round, but now it's just like fuck paranormal activity well no it's just the matchups dude like what about you the babadook because paranormal activity is so iconic and so blah 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 the babadook is a personal favorite babadook is a personal favorite though paranormal activity is absolutely more important but the babadook like this is our bracket like we're we're crowning the next the official that was your argument for why it should be green room was it was more iconic and and now you're well, change, yeah, I, tune, you know. but I think I would pick the Babadook I over think, Green Room too. I, yeah, the Babadook I think is a much better better film than Green Room. So pitting those two movies against each other, yeah, Paranormal Activity is more important. Yeah, but I also just like wasted. it more. Uh, I would vote Paranormal Activity in this case. Coming back around, maybe mm. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Man, no, it's. I mean, it's I do. Fine. I like Paranormal Activity a lot, but the Babadook like. Oh man! Like the phone call when she answers the phone, and he just says "Baba Duke." Like the, the sound of the voice, yeah. like ugh. And when you first see the Baba Duke, like, ugh. like when uh, when she looks out the window in the old lady's house, and you see him like standing in the corner uh, of her living room. Yeah, like, I've only seen it one time, but man, I really want to rewatch it. It sticks with you. I can never get anybody to watch it with me. I've watched it on multiple. I'll watch it with you, Tom. Sarah won't rewatch it. She, was, <laughs> no, she hated like me for making again, her watch it. So. I've watched it like four times, and most of those were on Tinder dates. <laughs> nice. I was like, they would add, like, I want to watch a scary movie. And I'm like, dude, fucking Baba Duke. Let's, let's fucking do this. Baba Duke and chill. <laughs> All right. We can move on to the next round. Good yeah. Good. I think Baba Duke advances. Yeah. yeah. And you guys already gave your piece on parallel activity. So. Yeah. It versus the orphanage. It. I'm alone in this one, but yeah, I, I go the orphanage. Alone. You guys should it, you should watch it again. It you should watch it. Like I feel like if you we're watched, doing a wreck orphanage double feature. I think if you actually confirmed. saw the orphanage, you'd probably be on my side. But I'm okay. I love yeah, it. You guys liked it more than me. I love it so, a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm still going for it. I'm okay with that. 
People should watch the Orphanage, though. If you have not heard of it, yeah. check it out. I agree. It's pretty dope. All right, so we're... Are we in the final these... four now? Yep. Semifinals. So we have The Descent versus It Follows and The Duke versus It. This is not how I envisioned it, or if I made my own bracket, this is not how it would look. <laughs> it Follows. It Follows. Wait, what's the matchup again? It Follows versus The Descent. That's pretty tough. It's It. <laughs> Follows. It follows. <laughs> I feel like it follows. Is gonna win. Ooh, that was a gnarly. One. It's going Sorry, to. Guess. Should we just? Oh, it's gonna win. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, Should we just fucking steamroll so, the rest no. of this thing? Like, I mean, the Duke versus it. The Duke versus it follows. Well, no. Just, In the finals, let's just fucking skip the. So next no. Part. What would you guys go for, Duke or it? Duke. Duke was scarier. Okay, I didn't ask that. Ask. What your vote is? I feel <laughs> I feel that, more that, strongly okay. about the Bob. Okay, that has been my my oh. my philosophy okay. in the way you're these deciding. decisions. Okay, What's because some of these are tough. Bob Duke is a five star movie for me. It's a four point five star movie for me. Um, I w- I would say they're probably like both around four stars. Oh, I would probably vote for it. Yeah, they're both five stars. I would probably vote for it, but I I couldn't carry either way to be honest. I would. I'm all for it follows. So, mm-hmm. the, so I can't tell if you are like super disappointed with the whole way that this panned out, or if I you're stoked. But aren't you happy like, that it follows is winning? Yes, I am actually happy about that. Let's see. I'll okay. So let's just get this over with real quick. So Babadook or it? Babadook. Babadook. Okay. So I would probably go it. So Babadook loses. Why? Babadook wins. Why would you choose it? Just curious. Um, Not a bad choice. More enjoyable, more memorable, more fun. I don't know. I mm. just I, the Babadook didn't do it for me. The mm. Babadook scared me. I don't remember much it about it though, and it, it it obviously if I don't remember much about it, it wasn't very effective. Or maybe I wasn't in the right like yeah, mindset to watch it. I feel it or like something. you would you I would think you'd like yeah. it a lot. Maybe you should give it another shot. It's fucking dope. There's movie. certain times when I watch a movie where it's just like. That was a bad time to watch that. We also, yeah, yeah. yeah. We also, you mean like the Florida Project on your birthday? No, that was a perfect choice. We also haven't really touched on this, but uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Essie Davis is that the from the Babadook? Is that the actress's name? She's really fucking good. Whoever the with the actress's name, the one who plays the mother in the Babadook, mm-hmm. she's really fucking good in that movie. Do you know if it's still on Netflix? I think so. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that this month. Yeah, you should. Uh, she's incredible. Like, one of my favorite performances of the past couple of years, like, when we're talking horror movies. Because she just, like, slowly starts to lose her mind. And the fact that the Baba Duke tries to convince her to, like, murder her kid. And you're not sure if she's going to do it or not. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that the, movie, the whole time the movie is setting up this, like, shitty kid. Like, the kid's the worst in this movie. But... It flips at the end, and then the kid becomes a very uh, empathetic mm. character because he's frightened by his mother, you know? He knows he's in danger. So the fact that it flips there and she kind of turns into this depraved, like she wants, wants to murder this fucking annoying kid because he's ruining her life. I thought that was really effective. And she's... Is she in Mindhorn? I think so, yeah. Yeah, S.C. Davis. S.C. Davis nailed it. Uh, that's the strongest aspect of the film for me is her performance. Like that's what anchors it for me. Um, so yeah, that's why that's why I would pick it, or not. That's why I would pick the Babadook over it. It just yeah. resonates with me more. 
Yeah, no, overall I'm okay with it falls winning because I just looked through all this list and it's probably within the top three. It's really hard to pick a favorite out of these, though. It follows yeah. is my favorite. What do you think? Uh, what What would you like to see crowned? If no, it would be it follows or probably get out. Mm-hmm. Those would be your top two. I'm just, like if if we weren't doing a bracket, if from that list, if you pick your favorite horror movie of the new millennium, what is it? It's probably it follows or get out. I do really like Green Room too, though. So really, that high compared to I all these Green other Room. movies? I love Green Room. What about you, Tom? <laughs> uh, probably it follows with the Baba Duke for a scary yeah, me horror too. film. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, so in the finals, it follows the Baba Duke. It follows wins. Best horror movie in the new millennium. All y'all get fucked. I kind of figured that's how it was going to go, anyways. I kind of had, had a strong suspicion that it falls was gonna win i wonder okay so anyone who's listening it send us an email is... with your thoughts because yeah. some people don't like it follows like i, I watched about... it with people who were like meh on it and i was like are you fucking my girlfriend me? is meh on it follows she doesn't think it's very good i watched it with her and she's like meh it's not that good it's not that scary it's like kind of lame what because like, uh, you have to see like a we're done I, bye-bye I <laughs> see you later our age people our age are like they're into the torture porn thing too much or they expect that and then when they when it doesn't happen they're like oh it wasn't even scary we're just cultivate cultivating was, a society i was just like sociopaths racing myself to throw up the entire thing and i didn't throw up so <laughs> like obviously it wasn't very good <laughs> pretty dope all right well we I did think, it i think that was good we spent about 45 minutes on it too so okay good time hmm. all right well hmm. it follows best blue, horror film of eye. the millennium it was exciting i'm more okay with this bracket than the last one <laughs> yeah yeah you were not happy about the last one yeah. i do like x machina <laughs> but it's there was definitely better choices mm-hmm. okay well should we move on to just what else we've been watching yeah, I don't have a ton, so I have to. I'll go last. You guys can do your stuff first. All right, I'll do a couple things. Um, hey, I started watching Mindhorn. Tell you that Mindhorn, Mindhorn, or Mindhunter, Mindhunter. That's what I was thinking. Yes. So she cast Essie is in Mindhorn or Mindhunter. Mindhorn, Mindhorn's that uh, Netflix movie. Oh, they. Oh, that's a movie. Mindhorn is yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check it. But anyway, so, well. Mindhunter. I watched the first episode. Not thrilled, but going to revisit it. Matt, you're watching it and you love it. I fucking love it. I have seen the first nine episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've got one left. Have you watched more Transparent? No. I've watched, I've I've watched more. How far, how, have you finished it yet? Or? No. Um, I think we might be on episode like six or seven. Six or whatever it is, is... The best episode so far. Okay. So there's some improvement. Still kind of underwhelmed though by the season overall? Or is it kind of getting kind of getting back up to the level that you're used uh, to? Man, I don't know. I, because I can't, I can't say what's missing. I tried to define it last time we talked about it. I'm still really enjoying it, but I just don't feel compelled to turn it on. Yeah, I like. I still haven't come back to it. Like, I watched the first four episodes like in a week, and mm-hmm. I I haven't come I haven't come back to it. I've watched nine episodes of Mindhunter, but have not come back to Transparent. I'm also almost caught up with Rick and Morty. I have one episode left that I need Adult Swim to let me watch. Yeah, uh, and it's really funny. 
I have not seen a single episode of Rick and Morty. Dude. I'm kind of okay with that. Like, yeah. I think I would really like it, but fucking Rick of... and Morty is annoying the shit out of me now. Well, like, that's because you're not watching it. Well, maybe, yeah. I'm just like, I, I feel know. left out. I don't, but also, I don't want to be a cool kid. There are a case, lot of like, stupid Rick and Morty fans. Yeah. Yeah. They're pissing me off. Like, yeah. Fuck out of here. Nah, but some of the, some of the shit is so funny. And I don't know, they're just, they're so outrageous and clever. Like, uh, for a long time, they weren't letting you watch the last th- three episodes of the season. So usually you can watch one episode behind mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. And then when it finished, you couldn't watch the last three. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, let me watch these. And then finally they, they took them off all except for the last one. And the description just says like, all right, we're going to let you watch them now. Stop watching on YouTube or something like that. Because <laughs> everybody is, of course, watching on YouTube. Um, well, so going back to Mindhunter, yeah. you weren't you both you and Sarah weren't like immediately captivated by the pilot episode, right? Correct. I didn't think that like the writing was really engaging, or that the performance from the lead character was great. Uh, the performances definitely take some getting used. So to. bland. I like him a lot now, but yeah, he's very much like a. He seems kind of like a generic, not very interesting character, which is kind of part of his thing. I assume it's intentional. Like when I was watching it, I I thought to myself, this has to be intentional, because it has. We've talked about this on the show before, but uh, you know, super HD stuff before people knew how to really film HD. Felt low budget, right? Mm -hmm. This show feels low budget in like some aspects, but you just have to assume that that's that's being done intentionally. Do you have any specific examples? Because I feel Mm -hmm. like the quality of the show is pretty high compared to some other stuff. Oh, you mean like the the way it looks? Yeah. No, no, no. It looks good. I'm specifically talking about like a feeling I get when i watch it just from the performances and the writing oh okay it's like it's 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 like it's calling back to something that i never watched you know okay you guys are talking about mind hunters right yeah yeah was the main hype behind this david fincher yeah okay but i also thought it would just be more exciting it's not that so i am loving it but it's not uh like a true detective you, type you watched thing. the night up right yeah what would you say is better so far Dude, the night of is so good. Uh, I'm, I'm it's really, so good. it is great, but I'm really liking Mine Hunter. I love you would like the night of more. Okay. Yeah, I think you would. I love serial killer shit. So the whole premise of the show is that this is like follows FBI agents. It was like the beginnings of like serial killer profiling. You know, like uh, the whole premise of the show is that they start interviewing serial killers to learn more about their pathology and it's just a it's a very talky show oh excuse me <laughs> jesus no one has ever been more surprised by their own burps squeaked out of me um it's a very talky show it's not mm. so much a procedural it kind of turns into that as it goes along but it's just a lot mm. of philosophical and very scientific conversations about the human mind what would r- drive someone to be this depraved try to put themselves in their position and try and like their goal is to get ahead like identify deviant behavior before they get to the point where they're actually like murdering people all right i find that fascinating two things about that one the whole fbi thing 
is like that's the ongoing joke in the first episode is that this guy sticks out like a sore thumb thumb you you can pick him apart at the bar you see him at the college they're like and and it's it's this whole like uh when is it set the 70s late 70s late 70s he's a square like. he's a total square <laughs> and it's like that's what they're going for but i would way rather just watch serpico you know, <laughs> I, I want to see Annika, the Annika, man, Annika. Uh, and then the other thing is he's trying to like be the first person to think about the criminal mind and like how it's nature and nurture or like what is going on here. What's making these. But we've been so inundated with those ideas from true crime or from, uh, you know, from just criminal minds or CSI. Like I've been watching that shit for so many years that I'm like, none of this is actually kind of new or interesting for me because sure. I can go watch, uh, whatever that Durst film is, you know, the jinx, the jinx. I can oh, go watch God. that or I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just like, catch up, man. I want to go see you watch some, like catch some fucked up dude. Yeah. Okay. So the difference for me is that I feel like why this show is so interesting to me is because these guys were like trailblazers. Yeah. Like you probably haven't gotten to it yet, but they have conversations where they're they're talking about this kind of stuff with local law enforcement. That's the first episode. Is it? So they do do that. Well, they, that continues through the rest of the show. Okay, yeah. But uh, essentially what happens is the uh the the police force resist that line of thinking because from their perspective these are just bad people who did bad shit and the guy the main character poses the question of this guy this individual has been institutionalized both criminally and uh, psychologically you know like a mental health facility his entire life maybe we have failed this person we've created like society has created this person because they've been institutionalized their whole lives you know yeah. and then they're like no what are you saying like no he's just a fucked up guy who, who murdered someone you know like they resist it and i find that interesting you know the fact that it's like kind of at um very pivotal uh moment in history as far as how we approach criminality especially deviant behavior you know so yeah. I find it fascinating. I love the talky aspects of it. Is people interv they interview serial killers? That's the bulk of the show. They mm. just talk to serial How killers. How long are the episodes? About an hour. Oh well, some of them are like forty five minutes. They get shorter, but mm. I'm loving episodes. it. There's ten, and I have one left. David Fincher directed the first two and the last two. So okay, I'd recommend it, especially if you like serial killer shit. Like I'm mm. loving it. I I'm gonna watch another episode. But if I'm not like it gets better. digging it after it two, does get better. I'm, I'm definitely interested, but I feel like there's so much other TV that I'd want to watch first. So much that. TV, yeah. and that's true. But this like appeals to me. Like I fucking love. But serial would you say I should watch the night of before this? Yes. Or wait, Tom does. Yes. But you... Well, first of all, the night of is only six episodes. The thing about the night of though is that the first two episodes are incredible, but then it kind of just turns into more of like a prison type shit, and I'm not as interested in that. No, it's good. It's great. It stays good. I would say Mindhunter, but Night Of was also very good. I'd probably go Night Of. HBO rules. <laughs> it does <All> roll. Right. <laughs> you guys talk. I gotta pee. All right. Um, I saw a bunch of movies. At least a good handful or so. I saw four. Okay. Do you want me to do a couple? Well, how many did well, you see? Like nine? I kind of want Matt here for this, because I feel like he's seen some of these. Well, if he's seen them, then I should be the one to hear. No, but he could add some stuff. No. 
Uh, I'm going to add my... I saw Happy Death Day. I've been using my movie pass as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Were you interested in seeing that at all? No, I don't know about it. You at least know what I'm talking <laughs> about, right? Oh, we better wait for movie, Matt. Happy Death Day? Uh-uh. Okay. Save it. Okay. What else do you see? American Made, Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah. How was it? it Fucking was okay. awesome? No, it oh, wasn't very good. It was okay. I mean, it's like, it's. I guess it's worth watching. It's somewhat entertaining, but... I saw the preview and I thought... <sighs> What if this is awesome, though? You know, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's just kind of a nothing movie. Like, there's not, there's not even really much that happens. It's basically you follow Tom Cruise. He's a pilot. He uh, has a conversation with someone who's like part of the, I think, CIA or something, and then he gets in the business of like doing runs for, I think, the CIA or something. And then he gets like into the in with the drug cartel, and then he's doing drug runs. Yeah, and it's basically just about this white guy who gets super rich. And you watch his rise and fall. Blow. Yeah, it's a lot like Blow. Um, Tom Cruise looks like he's having a lot of fun in the role, but it just... I feel like Tom light. Cruise has like, a lot of fun in every role he's yeah. done for the last 10 years. It's very light and plotless, and it just doesn't really do anything new or interesting. Real quick, don't mean to interrupt, but that is a sexy-ass toothbrush in that bathroom there. Thank you. Black and white Sonic hair, dude. You. Is that yours? Hell yeah, That's it is. That's the dopest toothbrush Amazon I've ever seen. Amazon Prime, motherfucker. <laughs> dude, my dentist, my dentist told me, every time I come in, they're like, you're doing okay, but you should get an electric toothbrush. Really? I'm like, seriously? Like, I'm doing okay, right? Like, oh, like, it's a game changer. I'm brushing, and they're like, no, no, no. Just, like, I know it sounds stupid. Just get one. And so finally I did. And the next time I came in, they were like, oh, yeah. Did oh you get an electric God. toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn right I did. Also, the, uh, whatever, the sale I got was crazy because I bought that thing for like 25 bucks and it's like a 60 yeah, It's like a $60 toothbrush, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, mine, mine's dying on me. I have a Sonicare, but yeah. I didn't know they had a black one. Like, uh-huh. oh, man. I saw it in black and I thought, that's calling my name. Oh, man, I got a little hard looking at that thing. Yeah. Yeah. My dad just got me an Amazon gift card. I might have to be an adult. Yeah, dude. No, seriously. That sounds lame. But like, he does all the work for you. <laughs> you use a toothbrush, I hope, twice a day. Yeah. You know, like that's something that, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get some use out of. Some right. mileage out of. Anyway, American Made. I talked Made. about American Made and I said it wasn't very good. So uh, when I saw, uh, I saw, I went and saw the Princess Bride, like a 30th anniversary screening of the Princess Bride. It all come yeah. back to that. But it was at the Admiral Theater in West Seattle. And uh, Jessica, my girlfriend, uh, her friends were there, unbeknownst to her, seeing American Made. Uh, and they thought it was lame. Yeah. They didn't like it. <laughs> it was, I don't know if you overheard, but it's just no, kind of until I came out. boring, light, and kind of plotless. You just watch Tom Cruise get super rich and then... How is Tom Cruise, though? Is he, is he good? He's good. He's having fun. But that's like... <laughs> I guess the best part about it, but I don't know. It's like, I think it's almost two hours long and it, it feels kind of like, like if you've seen below, you, you've seen this movie. Yeah. Blow, I don't but like even blow is kind of boring and yeah, not very good. I'm not so. a big blow fan. Yeah. How's a uh, Domino Gleason in this? He's fine. I didn't even realize he was in it. And once I saw him, I was like, he really is in everything. That's him to a T. He's yeah. fine. He's in a ton of amazing movies. Like yeah. he was in The Revenant, Ex Machina. Film gives him shit saying he's in everything. Yeah, mother. But he really is in everything. Yeah. Like in everything that's like good, but he doesn't ever stand out as. Like, he's generally like one of the weaker links. Yeah. I mean, he's good, but he's in fantastic movies. So right. He gets outshined by like the caliber of actors. Like even Frank, Michael Fassbender, yeah. fucking acts circles around him. Right. But he's the main character. Donald Gleason's like. Yeah, the, the central character anyway. What's that first movie he was 
It's the first one he was in? Or, Harry Potter. No, no, no. He was in Harry Potter? Yeah, oh. Dude, he's one of the Weasley brothers. Yeah. He's like Bill, I think? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask No, me. there's a movie that opens up with him on a beach, and he and it's I think it's like a romance. Oh, that's... Uh, me Before You? No, 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 no. Um, it's the the time travel one. He's that's like a... Me Before You, isn't it? No, that's or the no. Drew Barrymore oh. one. No, that's Miss You Already. Oh, oh. <laughs> me Before You is the one where the guy's like paralyzed with uh, the girl from... Ipanema? Felicity Jones, is that who it is? Felicity Jones. About Time. About Time, yeah. yeah I like that That's movie. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's okay. It's very cute. Wow, you know what? I just, I'm just now realizing that I've seen this image for About Time many, many times recently. And every time I see it, I'm like, what is that piece of shit looking movie? Because, I mean, just look at it. Look at the cover. Of the, it looks about like time. a looks Nicholas terrible. Sparks movie. Yeah, it does. You've seen it though, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Sarah and I saw it. Sorry. Right. Uh, I, I watched Rabbit, the Frank other David Cronenberg movie. I don't think I've seen Rabbit. It's similar to... To Shivers? Yeah. It's okay. very similar. Was it before? It was right after Shivers, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. That's um, one of the few uh, early Cronenberg films I haven't seen. I really liked it. I mean, it's, like I said, it's very similar to Shivers. It's, it kind of covers the same type of territory. She gets... The, the main character gets some parasite on her, and then she, like gets cold infects everyone else with it it's kind of like another like zombie outbreak type movie but it's super bleak i love the aesthetic of it just the like the look of both those movies are really cool and they look like super 70s but there's just something about it that i don't know it's just it's the cronenberg aesthetic yeah it's, he's just makes it he's something else watchable. man <laughs> uh which one did you like better between the two i gave them both four and a half i like them both a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Was this a library find or no? It was on Amazon, right? There's Cronenberg shit on Amazon right now. I think Shivers was on Amazon. This was on Showtime. Oh fuck! Yeah, sorry. Damn it! And I saw Happy Death Day. Oh yeah, you went and saw I that? Didn't like it? Really? No. It's getting like I know. Yeah, making a shitload reviews. of money right now. Yeah. So this is oh fuck me. <laughs> this is the uh the new uh, horror movie where she essentially like keeps getting killed by the serial like killer the she, like, oh like, groundhog okay hay. Ground, ground dog hay groundhog day of horror yeah but you don't like it though no i gave it two stars no oh, shit I, it looks bad it was pg-13 yeah the trailer makes it look kind of bad right you don't actually get to see like any of the kills so like there's no really like funness to the kills because she basically wakes up as she's killed each time right right so you don't get to see like the good shit yeah doesn't and feel like there's know, consequence there's no limbs leaving bodies no right. blood yeah and i feel like it breaks its own rules a couple times and i don't know if that was obvious to anyone else but hmm. i thought if she's if she's getting killed each day she'd have to get killed by her killer in order to wake up the next day so i I don't know it's one of those movies. I guess if you like dig into the actual, but she just gets hit by a car can... when she's running from the killer or something. Then she comes back. She does get hit by a car. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it breaks its own rules, and it's. I don't know. I've, some of these movies where they like repeat themselves over and over, you have to do it in a certain way to keep me entertained, or like like Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, like I thought that was fun, and they like cut corners when they needed to to kind of keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. and super disappointed about this movie they didn't use the 50 cent song that they used in the trailer oh no <laughs> no it's not in the movie at all <laughs> and i also candy shop <laughs> no it's the candy shop. 
uh, what is that song called? The birthday. In the, club. in the club. It's, it's your birthday. birthday. <laughs> party like it's That's her ringtone in the trailer. You're opening your mouth too much, Matt. And they can try and make this like a, a message movie and try and like shoehorn in stuff about like her dead mom and stuff. And oh just... no, <clears throat> is it scary at all? No, not really. No. And the the mascot, like you've seen the killer from the trailer, right? Like yeah, the baby he seems kind of lame. The the mascot of this college is a baby. Like that just seems stupid. <laughs> like who has a fucking baby as their mascot? Like a one, like a you know one tooth baby really that's fucking dumb yeah, it's so dumb well, i think they're called like the baylor babies or something I don't like know. weird but yeah i didn't really like that much and uh i saw texas chainsaw massacre 2 oh yeah definitely not as good as the first one yeah. it's like it tries to like be super campy and kind of like a fun type horror movie but it's just kind of grotesque and weird and just lingers and it's not I don't know, it's just kind of disappointing watching it after seeing the first one, because the first one's, like, one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. Okay. And then I watched the remake of Black Christmas, because I said that I love that garbage, movie, dude. and Matt said it's awesome, and, and I rewatched it, and it's still garbage. No way, dude. <laughs> dude, it's... It's so fun. The cookie, the cookie cutter thing, that the part skin is cookies. That gross. It's just... What about when uh, he kills the person with the ice skate? That's pretty sweet. Cuts their head off. I will say it has, like, some... Fun, awesome kills. inventive kills, kind of like the Final Destination <laughs> yeah, movies, good. but that's all it has. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of fun. Characters are dumb. It's not a good movie. And the way that they try and like give a backstory to the original killer is dumb. Yeah, yeah. it's very predictable. It's and... so fun though. I'm probably in the minority. Yeah. I feel like people don't like the remake. It's... But... If you want to say it's like so bad it's good, then I'll, I'll sure. give you yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I love that movie. That's like yeah, like a. <laughs> uh campy favorite of mine it's not a good movie by any means yeah but i love watching that movie. i watched it like back when i was dating someone like pretty recently back in the theater we saw it i think on christmas day or the day after and the whole time we just looked at each other like shaking our heads like what the fuck are we doing here <laughs> it's so bad tom don't watch it i'm not going to okay. it Bummer. sounds bad i watched the cable guy yeah, was that a first-time watch? I've seen it before, but it's been a super long time. It was another movie that Tammy wanted me to watch. That's one that, if you watch it when you're a kid, probably doesn't really hit Goes the same over way. Your head. Yeah, because yeah. it's pretty dark comedy. Yeah, and I didn't realize, but this is pretty much like Ingrid Goes West. Oh, is it? Well, I mean, I haven't like seen Ingrid Goes West, but... The plot is, because he gets like super obsessive over this person and is like overbearing. Yeah. And, but he's funny. I mean, he... It's definitely Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey to like an 11, but there's some pretty funny moments. Like my favorite part is probably when he's doing the karaoke of Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> he's just so off the rails. <laughs> Have you seen Cable Guy, Tom? Mm-mm, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, really? Oh, man. Great double feature with uh, That's one uh, of the best. <laughs> it's one of the best Jim Carrey movies, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm seeing a picture of him with his nipple pressed up against like the inside of an uh, interrogation room or oh, something. Oh, yeah. So this is the perfect segue. Do you have anything more to say about Cable Guy? No, I, not much. Okay, so uh, segue, uh, rewatch. Yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah, that face. <laughs> Uh, for the listeners, uh, Tom was just miming the the cover of Cable Guy, where he's holding <laughs> the sparking. Give a frowny face and stick out your lower jaw, and you've nailed it. 
Um, I watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective nice. for the first time in a long time. Great movie. Not nice. Oh, no. Not a great movie. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the issue. Not funny? Um, it is very funny. Okay. But, so I watched this uh, with my following. girlfriend <laughs> and her friend. Because uh, we were like, oh, this is due for a rewatch. We should watch this. It's been a long time. Genuinely really funny. I was loving it. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the plot of this movie, but it is incredibly transphobic. Why well, whole the whole like dick thing at the end? It gets it gets real bad. So essentially, okay. the the woman who's on the police force, it turns out she's behind the whole thing, but she uh, is trans, so she was a man. So when Jim Carrey Jim Carrey had like made out with her, so when mm-hmm. he finds out that she was a man, mm-hmm. he like brushes his teeth aggressively, <laughs> takes a boiling hot shower. He's like crying in the shower, like he was disgusted. That's not funny, dude. It's gross. And then at the end, it just turns into this whole fucking thing about like basically just trans shaming. Like it's really uncomfortable. It's hard to watch. That's weird, weird. because like why did they even need that plot point? It was just okay to make jokes about trans yeah. people back then, or or they call them transvestites, you know? Like, yeah, it was just they were the butt of a joke, but it takes it really far. Like, yeah, it's still genuinely funny, but like, I'm surprised that ruined it. Like, that ruined it. Backlash or think piece about this there has, oh, has. there has, oh, yeah, okay. within the past like couple of years. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've seen that because <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, it's I've heard that it's transphobic, so yeah. I was like, well, let's, let's check it out. Let's, let's see what happens. Oh yeah, very transphobic. Uh, it just it just negates any good things that the movie was doing. Like, it's seriously like unacceptable like if you watch it again like just the scene where he finds out that she's trans and he's just the like oh my god well yes yeah, uh, that was a disappointment just i mean jim carrey is just such he's a, so good he's in an it. animal i was like oh man this movie holds up this is he's one of animal. the best <laughs> this is one of the best jim carrey movies is that the one I'm... with the rhino or is that the second one? that's the second one. Oh, god <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure that one does not hold up either. <laughs> or with the the spears in his legs. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's that's from the second one though too. Maybe I should rewatch that one. Anyway. Oh, uh, Jim Carrey. I wish it held up better. Dude, I want to see better. him in, in something again. You know? he, he was, was in, in the, the Bad, bad batch. batch. He didn't really speak much, but he's in it. Mm. He uh, was in uh, Kick-Ass too. Okay, yeah. Keep just another one bad. after that. I want to see him in one. Yeah, something good. <laughs> something good. You know, something where he does a serious role and then everybody says, oh my God, he's going to get the Oscar. Yeah, right. You know, like Adam Sandler. Oh, mm-hmm. he's not making a farting joke. Oscar. <clears throat> Uh, what do you guys got? I got uh, one movie. I got one new watch and one rewatch. That's all I got left. I have a rewatch, a new movie, and an older movie first time watch. Oh Jesus! So three. No, complicated. No, I have four oh, movies. Oh, it sounded like more. Okay. Well, so I saw the Babysitter Netflix original. Yeah, directed by Mick G. One of my coworkers uh, saw that and said it was. Did they like it? Yeah. Very enjoyable. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's. Kind of like plays with the whole horror genre. It remind me almost like Zombieland because like there'll be text on the screen that's like, "Cool, I equipped a pocket knife." Like, remind stuff. me uh, what McG has done. He's garbage. Garbage. Right? Uh, I think he did Terminator Salvation. Oh yeah. And he did that one Tom Hardy 
movie with uh, Legend? uh Reese Witherspoon. No, it was like a romantic Reese Witherspoon comedy. Dirt. Like what? this means war. Oh no! Tom Hardy, Reese Witherspoon, and a what's his name, Captain Kirk, the new one. Chris Pine. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what that is. He I remember Charlie's seeing Billboards Angels, for it. I think both the Charlie's Angels movies. He did We Are Marshall. The football movie with McConaughey? <laughs> <Jesus>. Visionary. <laughs> no. But uh, Babysitter is good. I, I think probably, yeah, Babysitter is probably his best movie. Huh, it's okay. super short. It's a lot of fun. It's basically about this kid who has a babysitter who probably doesn't need a babysitter anymore. And his parents go out for like a weekend or whatever or a night. And then he he finally like stays up this night to see what his babysitter is doing because his friend's like oh she's probably just having sex and he realizes that she's in a cult and they're like sacrificing people like for their blood or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's just yeah it's it's super fun i I don't really want to get into too much of it but i'm gonna watch that one i didn't get a chance but i'm gonna watch that one maybe next time i'll report back yeah and it's like i think it's like 80 something minutes so it like flies by like the sound of that yeah yeah it's short and then uh, I went and saw Blade Runner again, uh, and I've changed my tune on it a little bit. Went way up, right? Really? Four and a half now. It's not a five just yet. Okay. It's, I still have... The, the problems I have with it are still problems, but they're just less of a problem now. The action I'm like okay with now. Um, Good? Yeah. It's it's cool. That's not really the highlight of the movie. No, you know that's that's. I think that you were hung up on that. Maybe because the trailer like makes it seem so action heavy, yeah. and then it turns out it's really kind of inconsequential. Right. But yeah, I saw it in IMAX. I mean, it's not like the real IMAX, but better sound, better picture Bigger quality. Bigger screen, you know, all yeah. That stuff, yeah. And I do love the ideas of it. It's kind of weird because I wish it would like flesh the ideas out more, but I also have a problem with the film's length. So it's like trying to create a balance of. And I wouldn't say, like, oh, let's make a TV show out of Blade Runner, because I don't know if I want that either. Dude, they could have made that movie three and a half hours, and if it was that good all the way through, I would mm-hmm. be okay with it. Yeah. I do like the whole idea, of, and we talked about it last, well, when we like, reviewed it, and mm-hmm. I also didn't realize that they were humans, like, from Petri Dishes. Yeah. I, like, thought they were some sort of android, because that's just... How they make Dude, it. That my was co- how we framed most another of one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, isn't that just well, he watched the original because I told him to watch the new movie and he yeah. watched the original." And he's like, "So wait, uh, I guess everybody thinks that Harrison Ford's a robot," and I'm like, "Oh my god, not a robot, a replicant." Yeah, <laughs> well, human. they make it clear, but I don't, for some reason you just think because it's like they have superpowers. That's what's freaking people yeah. out. Because <laughs> I mean, even like the the scroll at the start says like they're they're like engineered humans they're humans and they get into it more in the movie but the thing i thought was most interesting was his relationship with joy the second time through where it's almost like his relationship with her is like the relationship with himself and it's it's almost like Mm -hmm. she is telling him what to do but it's himself telling him what to do and she's a mirror yeah and that stuff's super interesting Mm -hmm. i almost wish it delved a little bit deeper in that i'm so excited to rewatch because because uh, knowing what joy is from the very beginning is going to be like, is their relationship real? Is it bullshit? I don't know. Dude, we should go I see it. I have to hang like, on every word. We should see it like Cinerama this week or something, like before yeah. it goes away. Like, yeah, that'd be fun. Especially the scene where she's like, oh no, you're special. And mm-hmm. he's like having like She kind of plants emotions. the seed. Yeah. 
as far as him thinking he might be like but the one who plants the seed right because he she tells him what he wants to hear right yeah and that's the interesting part about it but also she's like the only one who believes in him she confirms his suspicion yeah and then that's what makes him feel like it's worth pursuing that, that he mm. might be like a special you know byproduct of a, of a human and a replicant well know? and he makes the decision to spoilers for blade runner like he makes the decision to do something like humanistic for like a human relationship like yeah. he basically sacrifices himself so harrison ford can meet with his daughter and like that stuff to me didn't resonate the first time really i was just like not a big deal but second now time it does through, yeah it's ah. good cool all right we have to stop talking about blade runner all yeah right. we so have to last thing i want to talk about is i watched creep Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot you said you watched yeah. that. It's the... Found footage, horror movie, uh, um, what the fuck is his name? Mark Duplass? Yeah. Okay. Dude, he's so good. I love him. He's so charismatic. Like He can yeah. do whatever he wants, yeah. and he can like captivate your attention. Because this movie is super low budget. There's It's two actors in a movie. Uh, it, the basic plot is this guy hires like a cameraman to document his life because he has... Careful with the microphone. You're kind of shaking it. Okay. So I think he's he has cancer or he says he has cancer. Yeah. And uh, he wants to make this video for his son that he's leaving behind, basically. And so he just wants to, like, just document him just living a normal day or whatever. Like what his dad is like, you know, so we can, so can pass it on to his yeah. kid when he gets older. He can see what his dad was like. Uh-huh. But it goes south. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it gets very dark and creepy. Doesn't have cancer doesn't have kids or a wife yeah because he's a creep right (laughs) (laughs) he's a weirdo (laughs) yeah i feel like talking about this movie is just like i'm bound to spoil something so i don't really want to say too much about it you loved it though right it was really good it's awesome i'm excited a director one like first and foremost who Mark Duplass? Yeah. No, he's yeah. not the director. The other Patrick guy... Patrick Bryce is the director. Well, I just... I googled him, and the first thing that comes up is American film director. Well, he, he has directed a lot of movies with his brother. I just think of him, first and foremost, as This is actor. also... The one I love. Yeah. The kind, league. This kind of falls in the same vein as Inger Goes West and the Cable Guy. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> he becomes, like, obsessed with... Oh. Because he's a creep and a weirdo. Yeah. And he becomes obsessed with this... What the hell is... What the hell was he doing there? But it's just crazy how he doesn't belong the story there. unfolds and how he can, can can keep convincing him to like stick around at the house and things just go get super dark and What did you think of Peach Fuzz? Very effective though. It was scary. I mean Right? That mask is genuinely scary. It's just a werewolf yeah. mask, but still like Yeah. And how he creates a fake story behind it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's very manipulative, his yes. character in the film. Yeah. But yeah, considering how low budget it is and like how many people were probably involved to make it it's it's super well done hmm. all right yeah. cool is that where how did you watch that netflix i think it's a netflix original and blumhouse was the production company nice it took a long time to actually come out like this is a movie i saw at sif like four years ago three years ago and mark duplass and patrick bryce were both in attendance they did like a q a so that was really cool creep 2 is supposed to be this year soon right Uh, maybe early next year but yeah it's like coming up pretty quick Do you know if it's a netflix original i don't think so but i don't know for sure Hmm. well that's all i have all right i'm gonna blow through some stuff cool 
I rewatched Cabin in the Woods. You talked about that last week, so I won't dwell. It was a lot of fun. Still Better good. did it hold up the same? Um, yeah, pretty much. Four stars. Four before, four now. I don't know, because I, I mean, I saw it for the first time. You went on Letterboxd five years ago. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> when did it come out? Letterboxd? No, no, no. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. 2012, I think. Oh, Probably okay. There, yeah. Okay. For some reason, when I saw it, I felt like it had been around for a couple of years, but I think I saw it probably in like 2013. Anyway, uh, good time. The Little Hours with Aubrey Plaza and uh, Allison Brie, Nun Comedy. Nun Comedy, yeah. Yeah, not great. No? No. Two and a half stars. Ouch. So, honestly, pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> best part is Nick Offerman, who plays like this medieval kind of like lord, and he's got this stupid like medieval haircut that's just like straight across the eyebrows, you know, and then long on the sides, like just a woman's sort of like crop or bob <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he's, he's always outraged. Uh, he thinks that people are encroaching on his land, and his wife hates him and thinks he's paranoid, and she's she's uh, cheating on him with Dave Franco, who's like the wine server boy. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, God, so many people are in this movie. Um, what's his face? Um, Doctor Steve Brule. Oh, oh uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. John C. Riley is the priest at this monastery, Wait. but he's an alcoholic and he's hilarious. Uh, but overall, the movie is so strange, and there's like a weird, there's like a legit orgy scene in this movie, and it's just so so bizarre over the top like it just wasn't like didn't over the top palette. over the top but um like really really boring and then over the top you know okay. <laughs> so you mentioned steve brule yeah have you, you watched that at all i mean i've seen like two of his clips do you like it i love it okay have you ever seen it what tim and eric the, no, the steve brule stuff yeah yeah do you like it yeah it's hilarious okay, guacamole that shit <laughs> makes me fucking like roll over like it's just sushi <laughs> peaches <laughs> His sushi, most, sushi, peaches, and guacamole. <laughs> guacamole. Oh my god. He, yeah, it's so absurd. Rules, rules. So funny, dude. I die laughing. Are you that. lonely? Go to sleep. Have Is you guys me? ever watched uh, yesterday's news? Have you guys ever watched the Eric Andre show? <laughs> no. You need to watch. Oh it. yes, no. I've seen some of that. I thought it was not great. Oh, what? It's kind of a similar sense of humor, like the the Tim and Eric stuff, like the just extreme absurdism. But it's like yeah. a mock talk show. Hannibal Burris is on it. I fucking die watching that show. Like Eric Andre we kills me. We should have me. a Steve Brule marathon because they're like ten epi- ten minute episodes or something yeah. like that. We could bang them out. Um, yeah. Okay. Just I feel like uh, back to the little hours. I feel like yeah, it sorry. was going for a specific <laughs> vibe, like kind of Portlandia or something, and it just doesn't work at all. How is uh, Arby Plaza in it? Uh, same character. She's plays in every fucking thing she's ever been in she's kind of annoying i used to like her i used to like her too but now she's really annoying she's not i think she probably peaked in parks and rec oh yeah she's amazing she's perfect in that i mean her character yeah 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 Yeah. all right all right all right we got uh the piano 1993 it was uh why did you watch because it was directed by jane champion oh okay who directed something that sarah's been watching um, Wait, top of the lake yeah yeah 
She loves Top of the Lake. I kind of want to watch season one. I've heard really good things. This one, some indie film festival or something that Piano did. Stars, uh, what's her face? Uh, is there a Holly Hunter sex scene in this, or am I thinking of yeah, something else? Yeah, okay. there is. Lots of <laughs> well, it's a whole controversial relationship. Oh, okay. The main character, Holly Hunter, is mute, and she is obsessed with her piano. Pretty obvious that she communicates or like expresses herself via the piano, and she gets shipped to New Zealand in like 1900 or something to uh, to a new husband that she's never met before. Uh, played by Neil, Sam Neil. Oh, yeah. Classic a Jurassic Sam Park fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's a love triangle be- triangle between him, uh, Holly Harvey Hunter, Keitel. and Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Which I, I don't think there's any, like, uh, one-to-one situation where Sam Neill is going to win the girl. <laughs> and definitely not against Harvey Keitel. So you can imagine where it goes. <laughs> but basically, Harvey Keitel buys the piano and then sells it back to her in exchange for sexual favors. And then she falls for him. So it's got the same problems that a lot of pre-2008 movies have, <laughs> where the woman's just like, oh, yeah, this guy's kind of a dick, but I love him anyway. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen The Piano Teacher? No, no, I want to. Though. That movie is dope. You're you bought it. <laughs> oh wait, did I? Well, I mean, yeah. Is that one of the ones? Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Uh, it's a Michael Hanukkah. So <laughs> cool. Oh yeah. Okay. No. Now I remember. Yeah. Uh, that movie is fucked up. Mm. It's real dark. Uh, real weird. Like most of his. Movies. Oh, Michael Hanukkah is dope. Is his new movie gonna hit this year? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think good. so. I'm excited. Was for it that. good? Piano teacher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Just mm. bought the Criterion. All right. Uh, anyway. Well, the piano is okay. Okay. Yeah. Not worth going back to 1993 for. <laughs> okay. Uh, I saw King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. And? Bad. Legendary? It was bad. Uh, there are... Fun at all? There are a couple of fun scenes. Like, I, I watched this on the plane, of course, because we'll, we'll, I'm never, ever going to watch it yeah. otherwise. <laughs> and... It, there were a couple of times where I caught myself like kind of smiling or laughing despite myself, which was annoying. But they totally try to do like the the snatch vibe where it's like, oh, cut to this. And you see somebody like handing a purse of gold to somebody else. And then you cut to this dude who like slashes something and rubies go spilling down the alley. And it's like, uh, just stop because it's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't fit at <laughs> all. I thought there was going to be there's a couple like fun <laughs> fight scenes or whatever. But yeah. Overall, it's bad. Jude Law was not great. You don't want to see a sequel? No. They were talking about doing, like, I think five or six. Yeah. <laughs> like a Robin Hood thing. Like, the, Why didn't they do Robin Hood? Honestly, if they want to do the well, whole... Really, Scott guy. already <laughs> fucked yeah. the pooch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Have you ever seen that? Uh, Robin Hood? Yeah. No. Either have I. I've heard it's terrible. It's so. supposed to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else. That, it's a bad movie. Have you guys ever seen Kingdom of Heaven? Yeah. That's yeah, okay. I yeah. haven't. Did you ever watch the director's cut? Because no. I've heard the director's cut is incredible. I have not. But it's like three hours long or more. Fuck that. So. It's a long movie regardless. But I've heard it. it's one of those movies, the rare movies where theatrical cut sucks, the director's cut is amazing. I like it. Yeah. I don't know which cut, cut I saw. Oh. 
probably the theatrical because I didn't like buy it. Isn't Jamie Foxx in that? In Orlando Bloom, Kingdom of Heaven. Orlando Bloom. Are you thinking of the Kingdom? Oh, maybe you're thinking of the Kingdom. <laughs> Are you thinking of Wow? The Kingdom is like a modern war type movie. Yeah, what's Kingdom, Kingdom of, of Heaven? Heaven is like another. Who's it's like it? a Crusades film with Orlando Bloom. Like yeah, Orlando Bloom. What's that Orlando Bloom? Yeah, after you said who else? Is Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, I want to say um, Jeremy Piven is in the Kingdom. Is that what you're thinking of? Oh, God. Mm, I don't know. I want to say Liam Neeson's in The Kingdom of Heaven. Pretty sure he is, actually. Le- yeah. Edward Norton, Michael Sheen, Brendan Gleeson. Oh, what? What a dad. killer cast. Uh, anyway, movie sucks. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, I got one other uh, movie I watched. It's the first watch. I watched uh, Europa Report. You guys ever heard of this? New no. movie, right? Uh, Like 2013, 2014. Europa. It's a uh, a low budget science fiction film. Essentially, there's an expedition to Europa, which is one of Jupiter's moons, uh, because they feel like there's potential for life oh, this one. on Jupiter. So they send an expedition out, uh, and it's it's a very uh, re- it's a realistic like kind of gritty approach to science fiction. They try and like remain as true to the actual science as they can uh but essentially they travel through space to europa and then they get there and then shit goes down uh it's pretty good you guys should check it out it's not super long it's like 85 minutes uh it's pretty well done considering how low budget it is like Mm -hmm. it looks really good the set design's really good um it's a little slow it takes a while to get going uh it's not amazing but it's pretty interesting uh especially given what they were able to do with so so little um and it it goes some places like by the end of it the poster reminds me of that video game lost planet remember that yeah yeah i can see that (laughs) yeah um yeah it's pretty good it was on netflix i watched it uh after i watched europa report and then ace ventura back to back killer double feature. uh hell yeah worth watching check it out it's on it's on netflix underrated low budget sci-fi flick it's not amazing by any means but hmm. we're checking out um and then the only other thing i saw was um oh i saw the princess bride i mentioned that earlier i oh, went yeah. and saw the 30th anniversary they had like a before and after uh film like q a with rob reiner rob reiner's so fucking dumb like he's clearly like book smart like he can reference a lot of stuff but that guy's a fucking idiot like uh, rob ryan was so stupid he's made uh, some good movies though oh he's made some great movies yeah. but i got in an argument with the people i saw it with because i don't really have any childhood like nostalgia for the princess bride because i never saw I've it never seen i saw it, it for the still. first time like two years ago it's really good you should watch it i loved it the first time i saw it it's still it's great funny right that's what it's supposed yeah, to be it's, it's like very funny goals. but it's also heartwarming like it's also has the romance aspect of it that's really good it's got robin wright and carrie Ells. oh saw guy it. <laughs> uh it's 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 good it's really funny um there are some parts that are just fucking hysterical um uh, but it was cool to see that in a theater with a bunch of people who you know have affection for that film um but I got in an argument with the people I saw it with because I think it's like Rob Reiner's like third or fourth best movie. They they all think it's like basically the best. But for me, it goes Stand by Me for yeah. sure. Uh, you need to watch Misery. But. <clears throat> yeah, I do need to watch Misery. Um, this is Spinal Tap. 
right. then and then it's either it's either Princess Bride or When Harry Met Sally for me. Oh, dude! When Harry, bump, met, when Harry met Sally to the top of that list. To the top of the list? Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Stand by Me, but it's a classic. When Harry met Sally, it's is great. It's fantastic. Endlessly watchable. This is Spinal one of the Tap. Better, so like, funny. Romantic though. comedies. Oh, for sure. Ever made. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a rewatch. It was cool. Anyone got anything left? Is that we're it? That was a long one. Hours, oh, so Jesus. We might as well wrap it up. Well, we're going <laughs> to skip uh, We're gonna skip the Rotten Tomatoes game this week. So, because yeah, uh, forgot to hand the movie off to Tom before he left last time. So we'll play it again No, I have to week. watch it. Yeah. yeah, you still have to watch it. You Brothers already, Bloom. You already used your mulligan. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should uh, still try and watch it at some point. Don't tell them all the babysitters did. I don't feel like I need to. No. Why don't I just watch Babysitter and call it good? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Me fine. halfway. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, next episode, uh, pretty excited. It's going to be Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, and... Killing of a Sacred, sacred deer. deer. Two opposite ends of the spectrum, but yes. I am hyped on both of those movies. Prediction, also, we all like... Thor Ragnarok more than we like Killing of a Sacred Deer. No way. That's your prediction, huh? That's a bold prediction. Bold. Very bold. Remember, I'm anti-Marvel guy. But I'm also a pro-lobster guy. I'm I'm pro-lobster. Just more pro-dogtooth. Hmm. I haven't yeah, seen Alps. Lobster all the way. Or Alp, Alps. Alps. The Alps. Yeah. Uh, but also, the new Richard Linklater movie comes out the same weekend as Thor Ragnarok. I'm, the movie itself doesn't look that Great to me. It's Richard Linklater, but everyone dude. Everyone involved in it is what has. Me when has he about. ever failed us? Don't make me. Pull. He kills. <laughs> Richard Linklater is a god. All right. What What is this movie? Uh, it's called Last Flag Flying. Mm. Uh, it's about these uh, three Vietnam War veterans. I'm out. Uh, Check you later. <laughs> Check you later. <laughs> uh, it's Steve Carell. Oh, back in. Uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, Way in. Who's the third one? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Steve Carell's like son dies or something, so they like get back, get the gang back together to go like bury his son. But that's Richard Linklater. What like what more do I need to say? That's all you need to say for me to see it. But I'm not like super hyped on it. I'm always going to be hyped on Richard Linklater's new shit. I don't know, man. Last flag flying. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. There's some other stuff coming out. The uh, Jigsaw, the new the new Saw movie oh, yeah. that comes out next weekend. That's a movie pass. I'm curious. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, so that'll be next week. Uh, anything else before we say goodbye to the listeners? One love. Keep on rolling. Go Blazers. Uh, they're playing again. Rolling, playing tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. They're gonna go three and zero. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He can't. He can't hang. <laughs> Uh, send us an email, cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at cinephiledigest. Uh, like us on Facebook, cinephilesdigest. You see the theme here. Uh, tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks. And y'all stay safe out there. Have a happy Halloween.